0: Hello and welcome to WNK, the weekly AEW news kick. Uh, we're we're a three man booth again tonight, so I am joined by my my German Tony Schiavone, Patrick. It's Sting. German Tony Schiavone. What would that be called? Uh, to- Thomas. Shavonna. i thought tomas Thomas, <laughs> <laughs> Thomas shavona <laughs> my ma shavona um, and and that laugh you may be hearing by god it's jr standing for jack red because of the hair i don't know it's an easy one but oh i could say black hat you should be covering up ginger there's a joke in there somewhere hi jack
1: hi tom i was going to do a jr impression but i thought i might get us cancelled if i do that so we're just going to have a normal hello
0: you can you can do a JR impression without commenting on a woman's body, just FYI. Um,
1: I don't <laughs> think you can. I don't think that's allowed.
0: <laughs>
1: I've just got a like a load of AEW not safe for work Twitter pictures or Oh god, that's <laughs> some of <a> bitch. <laughs>
0: There you go. That's okay. <laughs> have a have <laughs> a bl- for me. Have a blue chew. <laughs> how's everyone how's everybody been this week? Good. Jack
1: <laughs> I've been I've been wonderful <laughs> I am now in my new flat so Wi-Fi has been fixed I'm better than ever I am 4K HD picture quality um, picture in picture restaurant know.
0: quality picture in picture <laughs> we're seeing you in now
1: and I should sound and there should be no sort of audio issues this week which will make my life editing a lot better so I'm looking forward to that but yes good week first full week in the flat and yeah enjoying what? life
0: what have you been doing outside of outside of uh, the podcast, though? And because you know you're talking about the speedy, and you look you look good now with the internet, but but what's going on with you? How what's are you?
1: Going? Oh, how how am I? I'm all right. Just been working, drinking. I live next door to
0: Weatherspoons now, which is dangerous. You're gonna get so fat. You love <laughs> Weatherspoons. <laughs> we actually I mean, one of my one of my intros to you was weatherspoons enthusiast it, it was it one was. of our og ones Thing right, is, I really don't the lo-
1: <laughs> it made me laugh right so i found an app called never Spoons. essentially the idea of the app is after lockdown to support your independent bars um and i was like you know what yeah i'm going to sign up so i love myself an independent bar and since i moved into this flat i've only been to weatherspoons
0: which i've kind of feel really bad about myself to be honest you should um and uh patrick uh, still visiting your lover, the volcano, every every week? Or
2: yeah, if if it's not killing us by spilling up five hundred meters high, then yes. But now we can see it from the city here, so <laughs> that's convenient.
0: Well, well, the best women always have a chance of killing you. So
2: that's true. <laughs> always kill your darlings, right? <laughs>
0: it's no, it's no fun, it's, you know, with a vanilla. Yeah, right?
2: <laughs> it's 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 boring when you're not playing with fire. So.
0: Right, well this week was supposed to be uh was supposed to be New Jersey Appreciation Week. But uh we're gonna have to postpone it a week. I, I think. <sighs> well because we're we're in a sort of state of emergency this podcast. As yeah. a two thirds I just I, heard well,
2: somebody falling out of like the how do you say, oh now that now the joke is gone because I lost the word shit. <laughs> the tanning machine. Yeah, somebody fell out of a tanning machine when we heard that, isn't that? No.
0: Yes, New that's Jersey. a. We're trying to focus on the positive aspects of New Jersey. We weren't going to mention It's a good job it's not New Jersey appreciation week, Patrick, because you okay. are not appreciating New Jersey right now. New, New we weren't Jer- going to focus on I the negative. i there the two
2: time. times. I really appreciate it.
0: New, New <laughs> Jersey listener number one has left the chat.
2: <laughs> so, because. New Jersey was the first time I puked on a plane because it was so bumpy to <laughs> to land. <laughs> so,
0: the, so. <laughs> so great start for what would have been New Jersey Appreciation Week with Patrick saying he he spent time in New Jersey some derogatory comment about tanning machines and that it made him vomit (laughs) Uh, but we are pushing it back because we are currently in a state of emergency this is a two-thirds British podcast one-third German podcast uh, with our our, uh, occasional guests that makes it a four-fifths British podcast and we will talk about it during the show but Cody has declared war on Britain. Did you see this? What was? Did your, you? I mean, let's let's talk let's talk about it a little early, right? But in fact, put I'm, I'm some, just
2: gonna kind of, for the beginning. I'm out. I'm German. I don't talk about no, right no, right no, far.
0: no. you you're you you I'm bringing you in. Don't worry about you it. Started this is it back in 1914.
2: This, <laughs> <laughs> <That> <laughs> you need to you time. need to
0: work on your history, <laughs> right? Um, well, that, was, so that started with World War One, wasn't it? 1914. It didn't start in 14, did it? <laughs> did it?
2: It's World War it One, 14 to 1918, and then we have 1929 <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. right. to 45. Fuck you!
0: <laughs> it's I'm pure sorry. fashion. <laughs> I am sorry. Right, Jack, you're kind of stepping on my point here. So, <laughs> so serious faces, Jack, because we're going to have to call a war council, and I want yeah. you in post to put some uh, put some old-timey British war music right now. Oh, I can feel it. It's not it's not on yet, but I can feel it. So. Right, yeah. Um, we'll talk. As I say, we'll talk about it more in the show. But uh, Cody Co- didn't have some very nice things to say about the UK, and uh, I-, I have taken this as a declaration of war on our- on our podcast. I've raised my finger, so I, I I would like to speak. I th- oh, oh, please, please. I'm passing it to the honourable gentleman, Jack. This is a war council, of course. Well, we have to... our we have our ambassador from Germany here because not... we have we have we have alliance matters to speak of. Jack Griffin, the honourable Jack Griffin, please, please.
1: I just think, right, if he wants to speak that way about this beautiful country, we should make him feel very unwelcome when he first tours the UK with AEW. I'm well, thinking but... O2 Arena. Cody Rhodes comes out to a Snoop Dogg shit theme, and we just boo and we throw stuff at him. And I well, I beautiful. I say we go well, further. I would than
2: love that, to so. see things thrown in, thrown in the ring again. That would be nice. I missed that day, these days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so this being a war council, firstly, I would like to extend, extend a, uh, extend an olive branch of sorts to our German representative, Patrick. Our country's... Yeah, Bert, in 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 terms of war, <laughs> in terms of war have not always been on the same side in the past. I would like to put that to bed tonight. Will you will you join us in this fight? Will you will you will you ally ourselves as the official spokesperson for Germany on this podcast? So, you know, you can pretty much commit the whole nation to our cause right now. It would be a big boost, Patrick.
2: Well, considering you just left the European Union and everything. No, Patrick,
0: you got it. You got to help.
2: Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Do you really want to be on the side yeah. of Cody and the United States? Yeah. Thank you. That yes.
2: Always on the side of the when, it, when it's against America because I hate America. They they just come over two types when the Germans wanted to take over the world and it stepped in again and then, sorry, that's the wrong sorry, wrong channel.
0: <laughs> Doing wonders for our American listenership Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to make a point. We have a massive decline in American No, I want to make a point. Wait, 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 I want to make a point. This is a response, okay? This is a this is a measured response. We love our American listeners. We especially I love America. we love we love America. We love our American listeners. We love. This was an unprovoked attack. <laughs> Cody said he was he's this pissed off because uh because a man punched him in the ribs and then put a flag on him as a brit i would if an american did that to me i would respect the absolute banter of bringing a flag along just to punch somebody that is hilarious that is
1: that's some weather spoons on a friday that is some some
0: (laughs) hilarious pre-planning so to say that that imply that there is no such thing as the english dream cody we're coming for you (laughs) And 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 it being the planned New Jersey Appreciation Week, I I'm gonna make i am I'm gonna make a big statement, okay? All right. I am I am we we love our New Jersey listeners. As we've said, they make up twenty-five percent of our, our listenership. We're inviting you to secede from the Union of the United States and join us in this fight, <laughs> New Jersey. And to solidify this and show you I am serious. Right. Inspirational music ramping up, Jack, this war music, to show you I am serious i am going to announce 100 dead serious our first ever giveaway our first ever giveaway Ooh. Ooh. what are we giving away Drum so roll. For, if you can if you can write in to w-a-n-k wrestling at gmail.com have i got that patrick
2: yeah that's completely correct yes yes
0: or slide in our dms at uh w-a-n-k podcast on instagram or twitter with proof that you are a resident of new jersey and you are pledging us to yourself to this clause: as soon as the first Anthony Iguodala t-shirt launches on Pro Wrestling Tees, it is yours. From me to you, the first person to slide in our DMs—we've only got room for one. Hundred percent, hundred percent legit. I think the only person ever DM'd
1: us was a fucking male grooming product. I wanted us to promote. (laughs) Which, which,
0: (laughs) which we're still, which we're still taking them up on that offer. But there's a prize on the line on
2: the podcast.
0: (laughs) This will only be this will only be announced on the podcast. It won't be it won't be shown on social. So because otherwise it's going to get around and people who don't actually listen are going to get it. So if you can prove to us through your Insta or whatever that you live in New Jersey. You get an Antonio Gogo t-shirt and you can represent. I don't want to hear anything against Antonio Gogo. Now I've changed my tune and flipped. He's repping. He's repping. <laughs> he's our boy. He's the, he's our boy on the ground in hostile territory. We've gone to war. Antonio Gogo's out there. Let's uh... insert national anthem here. <laughs> well, I mean, we've already got we've already got the war music, Jack, but, you know, oh, okay. there's too much of a good
1: you're gonna, thing. You're going to hear the fattest remix of all time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And we'll and we'll send you we'll send you uh, we'll send you an Antonio Gogo shirt as soon as his first, he still hasn't launched, but as soon as it does, his 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 first pro wrestling t shirt, you can uh, proudly rep proudly proudly rep Antonio Gogo, our, our Lord and Savior, as you spread spread your propaganda and help New Jersey secede from the Union and join the fight with the U- United Kingdom of Germany officially officially in this now, so you know. No Without longer, further ado,
1: no longer will be seen as enemies. Now we are allies. <laughs> so, I was looking at the stats this week, boys, um, and we've got a new listener. Would you like to know what country our new listener is from? I am on the edge of my seat. Firstly, if you had to guess, any any guesses out there? Bulgaria. Oh, it would be good for a mirror, wouldn't it? Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan from Patrick. It is
0: actually Spain, our first Spanish Yeah.
2: Hola, como estas?
0: Hello, amigo or amiga. Is is it a gender is a gender term amigo? It is now. Hello, okay, welcome.
2: Hola, welcome. Yeah. Would you, would,
0: would you also like to join us in this uh, in this in this new European Union against Cody Rhodes? I just want to make that clear. Is against the American Cody Rhodes, not all of America. You're on our side. If you too would like to secede your state from the Union and join the WNK alliance, let us know the
1: a um, the gogo
0: t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: free up the go
0: t-shirt if you prove that you've no. in Spain and then you cuz can... <laughs> I'll have to do it for the first person from every oh. state and country. <laughs> oh. We will spread the cult of a gogo. It will never end. Just saying I don't want to hear anything against that but I I for one find find his his just coming down and hitting people once <laughs> in the stomach and getting getting a match upage for it delightful. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's the best thing since uh, since wrestling was invented. I think this was what wrestling was for. Just twatting people and it being over with. That's that's my line and I'm sticking to it. Let's launch into breaking news. I don't actually know what the breaking news is. Jack <laughs> just told me to do that. So what's the
1: breaking news, Jack? Well, I I mean it's nothing um. Wrestling, well, it is wrestling-related, but not show-related. Um, the big one for me that I wanted to mention to you, boys, AEW's going on tour again, lads. Lads, lads,
0: lads, on tour.
1: Lads on yep. tour. So I'm not too sure specific where they're going. I know they're going to Texas. Florida,
2: Texas. Uh, I don't know. I think Dallas and Houston. Yeah. So
1: yeah, yeah. But a good big news, boys. breaking news, is AEW is back on tour. We're back to going to other cities. And this, this now... When you break it into parts, the first bit was getting a crowd back. This is the next moment and I'm excited for it. Full capacity too. And that's starting to double or nothing. In a new yes. arena where we don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Daily's place. It's a great venue. But it'll be nice to see a different setup and to have a full crowd in a different city. That first show back in a different city for AEW Dynamite
0: will just be, they've got to pull it out for that show. It's like, I'm, it's like I'm married to Daly's Place, you know. I see her every every week, but, you know, I want a bit of strange.
2: <laughs> I want a after bit of year, strange in, in okay. Houston. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you get bored after the, the first year, then it's, you know. <laughs>
1: Apparently so. It'll be interesting when they go back to Daly's Place, though. Eh? Like... When, now they're I, back on tour
0: I still think they should turn dark slash dark elevation because of the same fucking thing into its own <laughs> brand like NXT and have that based in Daily's place like like NXT is based in one place Agreed. while the main roster tours in WWE that's Agreed. what I'd like to see
1: but that's it for breaking news just a short one but I thought it was worth mentioning
0: thank you for that Jack let's go into Dynamite <laughs> First up, well, first up, there was a, there was a little bit before uh, the show, wasn't there, which it showed uh, it showed Eugene Nagata and John Moxley psyching up for their match. But uh, then we had the intro, and uh, Nagata comes out with the Goldberg entrance for some reason, with uh, Rin Narita uh, from his protege in NJPW. Excalibur gives us the rundown of Nagata's accomplishments. Jim Roche mentions that Nagata hasn't been on TNT in 22 years uh then moxley comes out with eddie kingston to did i have a stroke and imagine this or or did this actually happen they came out to wild thing can you just confirm that you guys heard that too oh, i can confirm yeah yes good, and we, we, good. we
2: were highly confused right. i do have
0: to, i don't have to worry about smelling toast then every every second <laughs> um and rocky romero is there as well when they uh they showed him in the crowd uh thoughts on this one doo, 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 doo. i'm gonna come to jack
1: Thoughts on this one, what the whole match? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what? I liked it. <laughs> um, it was it was good. Yuji Nagata can go, by the way. Like for, for his age. I was, yeah, I was what, 54,
0: 55? I know, wrong.
1: mad. And he said they said on commentary he said he wanted to wants to wrestle till he's seventy. So I mean, if he can keep it up like this, I'll be very impressed.
0: Well, in New Japan he mostly wrestles in tag matches now, so um, you know, I, I can't remember the last time I saw him in a singles match. This was this was good to see. But yeah, Blue Justice, as he is called, is usually usually in uh in tag matches, so it's easier for his age, you know.
1: Yeah. Well for me this match like like we always say for the opening matches, it seems to be a rinse and repeat, but it was a good match. Wasn't the best match on night. For me, the more important thing that came out of this match is the forbidden door still open. Obviously we had Kenta come over um and now we've had Yuji Nagata. So we've got some, you know, it's building up. I'm looking forward to seeing more New Japan talent come over. Hopefully, this isn't, you know, the last we'll see of them for a while. Hopefully, it's a recurring theme. Um, and yeah, I just think, for me, it's more of an important step to see these sort of, you know, the cross promotions wrestling together. I think it's it's just showing how much we've missed of it from when it was just a WWE dominance back, you know, like five, ten years ago, or whatever, and this, this never happened. Now AEW's coming. It's like... AW's coming obviously, and just being like, no, we we want to work with you all. There's not no segregation anymore. It's not who's the best promotion. Let's all work together and help each other grow. And it's so nice to see. And let's be honest, Mox was never going to lose it here. That was not really in doubt in my eyes. But it was a good match. It was an enjoyable match. It wasn't too long. Um, both came out of it, you know, really good. And I liked the at the end the show of respect like they do in the in New Japan to show you know you've had a good match but it's not bad blood it's respect to each other good match and you know we go on
0: we we persevere um, no, it was it was good stuff. I'll give you a rundown, and then I'll come to Patrick, as is tradition. One of, you, one of you's opinions first, then we get the rundown, then I come to the other. So, um, after a bit of back and forth, it spills, you know, it starts out, it's a standard back and forth, spills outside, and Mox starts to dominate the match. Uh, back in the ring, Mox is beating down Yuji with a series of strikes. We see Lance Archer watching on. Mox is giving the gut a to the chest. very strong style, strong styles, you know, uh, Japanese kind of style um, wrestling on display here which was nice it was like almost like I was watching a very short um, New Japan match uh, yeah he's giving the kick to the chest and Nagata asks for more um, uh, Mox puts him down and puts him in the headlock he goes up top jumps but gets caught and uh, Nagata starts a series of leg strikes on him uh, of his own Nagata hits the exploder for a two count he rolls to dodge a Mox uh, clothesline, I think he's going for a lariat, before a fake-out drop kick and some more kicks. Uh, Mox gets to his feet, and they get into a strike fest. Nagata goes for the high boot, but it is no dice, as Mox dodges it and hits the German suplex. Mox goes uh, for a power driver, but Nagata throws him off, uh, runs a knee into him in the corner, and goes up and hits an exploder from the top rope, right. probably the nicest spot of the match uh mox flips off nagata gives him the fingers and um the gives him a big kick and gets a two count uh mox locks in a sleeper hold usually reverses that and ends up getting him in the arm breaker this was a, i really like this is when it was ramping up at this point uh forearms were being traded in tra- proper new japan style before mox hit the sliding lariat for a near fall and then gets some knees into the head and hits actually quite a sloppy paradigm shift. But, you know, the rest of the match I thought was absolutely solid. But a really, uh, yeah, a paradigm shift for the win. And uh, Mox, as we expected, the winner. But, uh, yeah, no, I thought a very good match, bar one or two uh, little moments. What did you think, Patrick?
2: Yeah, same here. Very good match. Quite good match also for a 53-year-old man. <laughs> uh, it was quite, a, the pacing was fine for that and everything. Um yeah and I just love to see that also as you said the forbidden door still open yeah and you and me were actually talking about it it's so interesting that even though he's 53 years old he still looks good like sting also obviously looks good so when you're not on a WWE schedule you don't look like shit in that age like the undertaker in that age he could barely walk so that's that's quite interesting and also uh uh, when you see other wrestlers from njpw like the great muta or so like when they're in the ring of course they're not the most agile or so but still they can still move and uh yeah are not as damaged as uh, wwe wrestlers also maybe because they didn't do drugs or so i don't know but it's nice to see something like like, this
0: i think bigger guys break down easier do you know what i mean so yeah this also comes
2: on top but sting is also still like a bigger guy and uh He's still quite agile, but let's come to Sting at a later point.
0: <laughs> well, but uh, yeah, yeah, I thought, it was a, I thought it was a decent match all in all. Um, certainly not the worst match of the night, although, you know, we'll get to that. Um, next up, we had the inner circle, or the inner triangle, I guess you'd say. There's only three of them. Uh, inner triangle versus deaf triangle, when? Uh, being interviewed by Alex Marvez. Um, first off, uh, going into the segment, JR called them the inter circle. Oh, JR. Never change or do change, actually. Um Ortiz uh says that MJF had Santana detained. I don't know if that did that what happened with that? Is that is he is there a reason he's actually off TV or
2: I haven't heard of anything. Yeah. yeah.
0: I don't yeah. know if they're just
1: really playing into a storyline. I would
0: like that if they were to be honest. Yeah. That's a nice touch. It's it's multi storytelling. I mean, it'll probably come out that there was a reason he wasn't there, and they, you know, um, but I, I would like it if they just did that just to just to sell it. He might be just uh, injured. Because the fact that Jericho was actually there—spoiler alert—you um, know—made me think that. You know, that he was actually a legitimate reason why he was out. But anyway, Hager said they want a rematch, and um, Guevara said pretty much they're going to kill him. That the the, uh, the inner circle, sorry, the pinnacle, uh, whatever they had, the, the the coronation, that was it, not the inaugura- or inauguration, it was the coronation, that it all turned into like the death funeral or, or whatever. Um, yeah, no, I, I really like this. A lot of passion from all three guys. Uh, let's come to Patrick. Thoughts on thoughts on this this segment.
2: Yeah, I liked the segment. Also, the only th- the problem I had is that Sammy Guevara, when he was speaking to the camera, he looked like he was smiling a bit while doing that. So his facial expression was not that aggressive as the other ones were. Although <laughs> Jack Swagger in the background, he just nodded his head and it looked angry but that's what he does i think <laughs> well,
0: jake hager did get some time on the mic which uh you call him jack swagger <laughs> um yeah. yeah he uh he i i thought they were I've, I've noticed them trying to give him and wardlow more mic time um i think yeah. wardlow has got a better chance actually becoming good on the mic than than jake hager but uh you know at least at least they're giving him the opportunity and i didn't think i did not think it was bad mic skills to be honest with you it was all right
2: No, no, that that was fine. But like I said, Sammy, looked a little bit. He 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 did look uh, too much. uh, Yeah, unemotional on that. Just the words out of his mouth. But anyway, intercircle, good category, new category on (laughs) Pornhub.
0: Intercircle. why is it a while for the penny to drop there? He's German. It's always oh, it's porn all the way down. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) intercircle. Okay, (laughs) let's. uh, Right, let's get, let's get our game faces on, our war, war faces on, for the next segment, which we're all going to talk about. We've alluded to it earlier. It is that, uh, that damn bastard Cody Rhodes. <laughs> in the ring. Jack's ready. Jack's ready to talk about this. He's in the ring. He says that, oh, I know patriotism is out of style, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the crowd starts, USA, USA. You know, it feels like the 80s again. Um, <laughs> Cody starts cutting a really awkward very unnecessarily political promo about uh he's like oh the uh you know where you know he starts talking about problems in the u.s and the recent election it's like you know this is what people come to escape from cody it's feeling a bit weird you can feel the kind of weird tension in the audience mm. um in the crowd he goes on about the freedom agogo was afforded by america <sighs> sorry i need to take a second there um it says, it says, it's talking about how divisive America is and, you know, how just, yeah, how partisan everything is over there and how, you know, aggressively one side, one, you know, two sides, two party system, everything is everyone picking a side like it's a sports team. And he said, the argument is what makes us who we are. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we try not to get political on this podcast. Cody's making it a bit, like, are cool having to, uh, respond, but I don't want to say anything too negative. Um, he said, you didn't come here for the England dream. As in, you came here for the American dream. As if, uh, there's people still using the American dream thing as if An- Anthony Ogogo, the fucking Olympic bronze medalist, is, is going over on a little boat to Ellis Island, you know? Wearing a, like, wearing his rags. Like, oh, I'm, in the- I'm here for the American dream. Oh, goodness. Um he lists some uk wrestlers he respects to try and stay face uh to the uk like it's a shameless attempt to what's you know he's trying to do that 80s thing that 80s oh you know foreign invader thing but still trying to keep the fans in that country on side uh by um you know saying oh i like these wrestlers from the uk like you've burnt your bridges Cody you can't you can't <laughs> win us back like that just saying you, you like back um uh yeah he he starts again he starts talking about you know segregation was was in the city where he was from this many years ago and now he's having an interracial baby and he starts crying um I'm not sure if it's a brag that you were one of the last countries to eliminate segregation. (laughs) And like, as if that makes it awesome, that up until 1960, again, I don't want to, was it like 1964 or something it was until segregation, then segregation ended. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure that's the brag he thinks it is, the you know um, because I mean to make uh, make rapid progress in a short amount of time you had to start the progress like really late do you know what I mean so I don't think that's the slam dunk he thinks it is Um, he makes a weird sword metaphor about his brother at this point I was half switched off and um, (laughs) books the match with uh, with yeah, books the match with a go go for double or nothing. Uh, King a go go is going to go and colonise Cody's ass. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jack. Uh, how, uh, what? Uh, uh, this was, I mean, just all 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 jokes aside and all all bias aside, and let's take out the fact we're British a second. I thought this was a really, I think I still think this was one of his worst promos ever. You know, you know, it was so awkward and meandering, and it was, you know, it was full of all these like, you know, it's, it's he's so, he's so kind of. masturbatory do you know what I mean in his promos like you know trying to trying to throw in all these metaphors and like he's you know he's such a smartass and I don't know I wasn't he doesn't he doesn't uh, he doesn't exude face he's not a, a i mean you know he used to he used to be the i think he was like the best phase of 2019 i don't know what happened he was been sniffing his own farts too long but he's so such a fucking dickhead energy coming off cody recently like with the stuff with qt qt feels like the felt like the face and i never thought i'd root for qt fucking marshall um yeah uh just give me your thoughts
1: I i think it's cringe. I think Cringe, um, cringe is yeah. word. Well. This was a cringy I think promo. It feels very forced. I think the they clinged on to the most obvious thing they could find with this feud where it's America versus England. And um I think that's the wrong thing to do with this. I think it's very eighties. Yeah, it's very eighties, very dated. I i get okay, if you've got a talent like Anthony Gogo you want to push, that's fair enough. You know, he's a he's an ex Olympian as they keep on saying, like that is someone you've got to respect. But it feels very forced, it feels very soon, which is weird because obviously it's not, yeah, there has been build up to it, but it just seems like Anthony Gogo's just been there and there's been no real personal kind of touch to it. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of, with the QT Cody thing, the reason we liked it so much last week is because there has been history there and it kind of felt like, you know, it all boiled to this point. Now it kind of just feels like, okay, um, you beat QT qt's now sending out his next boy or something like that. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like a pay-per-view match. It feels like the only reason they're doing this pay-per-view matches because Cody's one of the top boys and he's got to have a pay-per-view match on every fucking pay-per-view. Um, and it just feels like it. I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but does this not just feel like a dynamite match on a pay-per-view? Does it? Does it really deserve to take one of? Where well, you've not got a lot of spots on that pay-per-view. Yeah. And there's a lot of wrestlers that will be missing out just because. I feel Cody's like they tired. feel
0: they have to fit certain wrestlers onto the pay per view. They can't yeah, leave certain wrestlers sell. off. And I think Cody's Cody's one of them that they think needs to be on the pay per view. Think uh, Cody, Young Bucks, Kenny, John Moxley. They're always going to find ways to put those guys on the pay per view, unless like they're taking time off. Like yeah. maybe Moxley will for paternity leave. Um, yeah, no, I just I just think it's so oh, dated and,
1: and quickly the fact that he's changed yeah. his name to the, from the American Nightmare to the American Dream. I know why he's done that, obviously,
0: but yeah, but but well, it's again, just, it his feels, dad was the yeah, American Dream, exactly. so but it just feels a bit, you know, cringe as well. I don't but know. yeah, he's he's doing it to tie into this this thing yeah. as well. And, oh, it just it's so it's so it's so old school and not in a good way. It's so like you know the foreign villain. It's so Hulk Hogan taking out the Iron Sheik, wearing the waving the Iran flag kind of shit. Like, yeah, we're past this, and I'm like. I'm not a patriotic person at all. Like, uh, you can burn the flag and shit on it. I don't give a shit. It's a piece <laughs> of fucking cloth. Do you know what I mean? It's like I I owe no strong allegiances to it. But when you know he's he's, it's just it just feels it just feels like. trite trite and old and and stale to be cast as the wrestling villain again do you know what i mean and this is why
1: we need you new jerseyans and you spaniards to join us (laughs) in our fight
0: (laughs) yes yes new jersey will be our landing spot for the for the uh for the revolutionary (laughs) war part two don't feel like traitors you know it's we, you, we're gonna keep everything the same we just want we just want cody just give <laughs> us cody, cody. And no one has to no one has to get her. just give us cody we Actually, like a large majority of
1: you it's just that one individual now
0: give it yeah yeah he is uh i, I just it's just all right let's i'll tell you what let's get someone who's less biased uh country-wise into this hop in patrick tell us what you thought of this promo Right? Right? It's not just us. It's not just because we're British. It is
2: very- it's <gasps> The last- the last thing when you don't have an idea to put up a story, just uh, and make it really cringy, over-the-top, smeary, whatever. Just put your unborn child into this thing where you said it's gonna be so beautiful. It's you don't know how it looks crying. like. If it looks like you or your dad, you should run away from it. But, you know- <laughs> <laughs> the thing is like, and then putting the the patriotism in it i hate patriotism although i'm german i like nationalism more but <laughs> but no that's see, just the, and, the, and, and the see, i'd
0: say our like, podcast ah. our podcast is now getting unnecessarily political but it's not it's in response to cody making things um we have to fucking talk about it because he talked about it this way you don't get up and start talking about the recent fucking election wrestling's escapism we don't need this shit
2: carry yeah, on right so no no that, that's exactly the point like it's it just f- feels so uh constructed and not organically you know like it it just Basically making also Jack's up a search, feud yeah. like but a, no, like it, a it, national feud like between uk and 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 it, us and he has he is the only uk guy in his in his nightmare idiot group yeah, yeah. split off group and the other ones are america they're like <laughs> yeah we, we agree as well and like, like
1: tom said earlier it's it's a uh, and this is not it might cut this out depending on how it goes, but America seem to make it because they've only got really two. Well, they've got two political parties, in it they always seem to make it an us and them. It's always a one v one. Whereas we over, obviously in England stuff, we have so many people with so many different views, and we kind of I feel like they they just target straight away at the you want like the us and them mentality, and not just kind of.
2: That's and that's the American mentality. There is no. In sports, there is no draw. There's either yeah. winning or losing. Yeah. That's that's just the American: Someone's go big or go, go home. Someone's
0: got to lose, so. it, Yeah, overtime. Yeah, um, it's no, yeah, like you say, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, no, it just it is just. I mean, I'm gonna get invested into this into this feud, ironically for this podcast. <laughs> um, let's go a go. Let's go a go go. Yes, that's not a hard chant to chant at all. <laughs> Let's go, 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 go! Um, but yeah,
1: uh, Antonio, go, go.
0: <laughs> yes, I think I, honestly, I think he might, he might win a double or nothing, and I think he will. I want him to just. They're pushing him. Yeah, aren't he's they? got it. Yeah, he's they. got it. They can't. They can't cut his. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna land one right between Cody's rib cages, and I shall rejoice. Next up, we had the tag title match SCU versus the Young Bucks the Bucks of Youth we had a little promo from SCU talking about how um, how they were you know they were always on the road together with the Young Bucks um, they were always friends and uh, you know that that was before the match and then we launched into it we'll come to Patrick because the first match we went to before was, was Jack so we'll come to Patrick first tell us what you thought of this match I'll give us the rundown then we'll come to Jack
2: All right, thank you. Great match, I think. Really, really good match. Oh yeah, almost pay-per-view quality. If it on a pay-per-view, would have been a little longer, but it was already quite long. Uh, almost 14 minutes. It's yeah, it was just great. And not only in ring, also Don Callis on commentary was just just bashing it again. That was great. um yeah, and also like the the uh, Omars in between and the little bits, like especially the one. Yeah, you you will come to it now after me in, in the rundown, but just Matt Jackson before uh, uh, doing the super kick, saying, "I'm sorry, I love you," and then kicking him like uh, Shawn Michaels did in WrestleMania 24 against his match against that, Ric Flair. That was, so that, that funny. was just they was so good really. And <laughs> also I
0: I I feel like Jim Ross didn't actually pick up on the reference cuz he was like talking about it like oh please he doesn't really love him and stuff like that. It's like no you're not getting it Jim. Like if you forgot like I just I mean I think I'm probably expecting too much of Jim to remember like but he was there he called that match so yeah, yeah right
2: <laughs> and hugh was also saying like it, it in between the episode is it just me or is uh, ajr doing the heel commentator or is he just completely confused this episode i don't know <laughs> i think i i've said this
0: before i think i don't want to get off tangents so i'll just say it quickly i think all the all the commentators bar maybe excalibur just play themselves Do you know what i mean like i think Tony tenisvani and yeah. Um, yeah. and jr they're less common i think and, and they even drag Excalibur, Excalibur's the most professional, but I think they even drag him down sometimes, and at times it feels less like uh, a commentary team. I think they've forgotten that commentators have ca- characters too, and it just ends up feeling like three guys just watching wrestling and just cracking jokes and, you know, um, talking about what they see in the ring rather than actually, you know, gone are the days of Bobby the Brain Heenan or, you know... Or- Jerry Lawler or JR in his prime do you know what I mean Um, and it just just feels like they don't have characters anymore they're just playing themselves and you know making meta jokes and
2: I'm not a fan of it really no me neither it's like there's no real heel commentator in it anymore like
0: it's Don not... Callis, Don Callis is a breath yeah. of fresh air when he's on commentary.
2: Because yeah. that's... and Taz also when Taz is there, like on Dynamite as Taz from Team Taz, he's also the heel commentator. Or like it, m- it, maybe if you have some some wrestlers also in between as guest commentary, but that's just it. They're just they they are more face. If they would be like neutral, calling it like a, like a normal sports competition, that would have been something. I think also uh, just coming to Kevin Kelly, Kevin Kelly is quite neutral. Although there the the heel and face size on in. Uh, NJ JPW are not that strong, but Kevin Kelly calls it more as a, a sportscaster. And uh, also when I think of uh, Mauro Ronaldo, he also does that more. He's not really into that heel face thing. But this is what uh, Tony uh, Schiavone and, and JR are missing. Um, Excalibur does it great, like yeah. like you said. They they are dragging him down sometimes because he's just a real sports commentator. He's just really selling every move. Heal well, or face doesn't really guy, matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you just need this. I don't know this thing on commentary more. That's just you know.
0: Well, that's why that's that's what I think is just the golden formula is to have the uh, a face play by play guy. And a heel color guy, and that was what it was back in the day with JR doing play by play and King doing color commentary, and just uh, just, and then every so often taking a break from doing the play by play to just have banter with him and be the be the face responding to his heel, be the straight guy. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was that was good stuff. And um, yeah,
2: and that was get- sorry that was uh, Don Callis is what Don Callis was for when he was in NJPW. He was just yeah. uh, the the heel uh, and it was color great. commentator. Yeah, it was awesome. Like with Kem- Kevin Kelly to- uh, together.
0: Just again, we're getting off on a bit of a tangent, but just quickly because it it was too long ago to mention in less important shows. Kevin Kelly, you mentioned in, um if you go back you say he's like a he does sports type presentation, and that's very true. If you go back and watch the uh the match recently the, the darkness creation match between um between evil and uh toriano uh for the kopw 2021 title at i can't pronounce it, but it ends in satsuma it was before wrestling Dontaku. um kevin kelly did not take this match seriously at all you could tell he was basically insulted by this match and just ripped this sh- and just it, it in a good way do you know what i mean it, he just absolutely just at the end of the match i swear this is a quite you he said he goes he goes Of all the wrestling matches I've seen, that was one of them. (laughs) So, and then and they use like, and then he mentioned like maybe it wasn't even a wrestling match, like or maybe not or something. It's like,
2: yeah, um, I still have to watch that, but we'll come to that at another party if you want. We will, yeah,
0: yeah, (laughs) for sure. I just wanted to because you mentioned Kevin Kelly. Yeah, just off talking about this match specifically the uh, the end and the uh, Christopher Daniels uh, blade job, uh, I guess brutal blade job that happened and the ramifications of that. Yeah,
2: really. That was, there was just like, blood spilling out of his forehead. That was, yeah, it was quite deep. Let's say it like this, or it was probably quite deep and wasn't as deep as you wanted That's to. Big. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, I'll, g- I'll give us the rundown and then I'll come to Jack. So, starting off, uh, Kazarian sweeps the leg. Sweep the leg, like daniel son in uh, Karate Kid. Sweep the leg and uh, catches a slap from Nick. He chases Nick around the ring and like uh, out to the outside. Um, Kazarian ends up tagging in Chris for Daniels. They hit backdrops on the Bucks. Um, tag back to Kaz. There's a lot of uh quick tags going on here. Um, hits an elbow drop, then a leg drop. Oh, it was the elbow elbow drop, leg drop combo from uh SCU. Chris Daniels in again, starts uh, laying the beat down on Nick. Um, Matt. Jackson tips Christopher Daniels over the ropes as he's running towards him. Very heel move. Um, power bombs. Christopher Daniels into the apron. Which commentary barely reacted to that. Are we are we at the point now where an apron bomb elicits like zero reaction? They were just talking about someone else and they just didn't stop. It's like just put his spine on the fucking apron. React would you, um, Nick? Then they did the whole thing where they kind of stretched uh, CD out on the on the apron and Nick did a senton onto his midriff. Um, Gomagiri on Daniels, and uh, then we start getting a Fallen Angel chant from the crowd, trying to G him up, which was nice. Uh, Chris Daniel gets the hot tag to Kaz, who does a Scoop Slam, Springboard, Leg Drop combo sort of thing. He's done a few times before. Um, Really nice tag move from SU, which I don't really know how else to put it other than Assisted Powerbomb. Then they hit Celebrity Rehab. Go for the best Meltzer ever. But uh, it is a skate. I've lost track of who that was on. I think possibly Nick. Um, 50-50 chance, right? <laughs> um, Kaz hits a leg drop to the back of Matt. Oh, it's probably Matt. Um, no, I think it was Nick. And then, I don't know. <laughs> hits a leg drop to the back of Matt's head. But uh, Nick ambushes him. Um, they super kick... This is, I think this is Nick. Super kicks Daniel's head against the post. And that's where he blades and... Starts pissing blood everywhere. Um, he's opened up properly. Kaz hits a cutter, one of those uh, cutters where he launches them over the ropes into the ring. Um, then uh, the Bucks, I believe, hit a run-in powerbomb Gomagiri combo. and uh, But Kaz ends up fighting back and pinning both of them at the same time in a really nice kind of German suplex bridge pin sort of thing. Um... Is a roll up win uh from SCU. They won it, yeah. But uh the was it Rick Knox wasn't wasn't paying attention he was distracted, so he did not see it. Uh probably my favourite moment of the match was Kazarian hitting a style clash styles clash while staring directly at Doc Gallows. Um AJ Styles obviously being the former leader of the Bullet Club, so some mind games going on there. Uh Nick counters um a cutter. And Matt ends up hitting the super kick on Kaz. Um, Matt hits the tombstone. pile driver. Christopher Daniels gets in. Hits the angel wings and drags Kaz to the ropes to tag himself in. And uh, possibly... Actually, I said the last bit was my favourite spot. This might have been my favourite spot. Right before the I'm sorry, I love you, we get that really visceral shot of Christopher Daniels bleeding all over um, Matt's new shoes, which is just... That was something, man. And they, you see, that they knew they were onto money because they went back to the shot. They showed the shot once. And they were like, "Shit, that's good. Show that shit again." And then, uh, and then went back to it. Then we obviously got the "I'm sorry, I love you" from uh, the WrestleMania reference. Uh, Chris Daniels kicks out of that super kick though, and it hits the best moonsault ever. Initially, he botches the best moonsault ever, but to be understandable, because he's got, I'm sure, he's got blood in his eyes at this point. Uh, then the Bucks I think Matt gets the cold spray involved um, uses the cold spray on his eyes uh, on uh, CD's eyes and then clocks him with it but he kicks out but then he can't kick out of the BTE trigger that follows up and it's over Jack thoughts on this match uh,
1: yeah a couple things firstly really really fucking good match um, arguably I think we'll decide the end well I know we'll decide the end but Probably my match tonight. I think I've mm-hmm. got to remember what other matches are on the card as we're going through the show. But no, definitely up there, if not the match of the night. Um, really good storytelling. Really good, um, you know, wrestling from both. Obviously, we know we know they can. I thought, you know, the CD getting, um, getting his eye basically, yeah, bleeding, as you said. I thought that was a really nice touch um, to it. And he obviously... Battled on and you know pulled out some good moves as well. Whilst like you said, he was bleeding. Um, obviously, you can, as you said, you can forgive him for making that slight botch with probably a lot of blood in his eyes. Um, love the stars clash. I, I agree with you. That's probably. One of my favourite moments as well with that and you
0: know, the bleeding on the boot yeah, were my two favourite bits of the match.
1: Well, yeah, um, I, I love that as well because I think Don Gall- Callis said something and it was like you like obviously a normal commentator you'd think he was saying like oh no look at like Christian Daniel and he's like oh no, he's got blood all over his <laughs> 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 It's the way he said it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like he
0: allegedly yeah, he was concerned yeah. about it.
1: I found that hilarious um, but the but now obviously we knew the result was going to happen but it's sad that that's the end of SU but I was saying to Patrick before you joined the podcast this is one of the problems I had with this show I thought they really undersold the lost I thought that they did not give it enough after match attention that it deserved, I think because they, they
0: didn't they cut at- to a break and then afterwards they were like, "This no, is yeah, what ha- was, you know." It just well, showed, it showed it, a it, clip, quick, quick clip of them hugging was, after the match.
1: It was Bucks obviously won, and before they could even like you know sh- sh- turn the camera on, CD and um, Frankie Kazarian. You had Tony Shimani saying, "Oh, this kicking off backstage or something like our camera." Yeah. Was get it. But they disrespectful. were disrespectful. But no, but it was it was long as well. The camera didn't go straight on it. Obviously, they made a mistake and the camera wasn't there yet, or John Moxey and Eddie Kingston weren't there yet, and obviously it cut there eventually. And then obviously, then they went to the break, and it was like, and during the break, and then it showed the hug, and I was like, "Mate, do you not understand what this is? This is the last SCU tag match. This is I want to yeah. see the emotion. Why are you disrespectful? And honestly, that." Proper pissed me off, and it kind of put me off this match. Um, Not off the match, but obviously. Well, I I
0: don't think I don't think it was a match of the year anyway, because uh, like you say, you can forgive the botch where he got the blood in his eyes. Oh yeah, yeah. It's forgivable, but I mean, when you compare it to a match where there wasn't a botch like that, of course the other one's going to come out on top. Same, and the the finish I felt was a little bit abrupt, and with the heel tactics, uh, you know, it it was. Oh, I I left something out. Oh no, that's later on. Sorry, I thought I left someone out of this match. Um, no, but it just it wasn't even just the heel tactics because cd kicked out of the the stuff with the cold spray you know so yeah. it was it was debatably a clean finish but it was just it was it just felt the everything felt great until the end which just felt a little flat mm. it just I felt a little it just annoyed me and you could tell because yeah. it's tv they had the time and they had yeah watch, yeah they probably that's yeah it's a big contributing factor yeah. but i'd give it i'd give it a sort of like four stars eight out of 10. Oh, I was like four, four and a quarter you know yeah. maybe Next up we had Christian Cage. I really need to stop shorthanding my notes cuz I said Cage, I was like was it Brian or Christian? Was it Brian or Christian? I have to remember. Um Christian Cage being interviewed by Dash and Gonzalez. Uh Christian says that Taz critiquing his wrestling is like him critiquing Taz at the buffet. Um and announces that he is in the the Battle Royale and uh then Matt Sidell randomly sidles up and sidles. <laughs> Wasn't even intentional. Um so Sidles up and uh, and no. challenges challenges him to a to a match. Um, bit random, but yeah, the big news is that Christian Cage is in the battle royale. Who did I come to last time for a segment? Uh, Jack, thoughts on this this little segment, and are you excited to see Christian Cage in the casino battle royale?
1: First thought, um, it was all right on the segment, um, and I'm excited to see Christian Cage. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm glad they haven't just shoehorned him straight into a match on, you know, double or nothing. I'm glad, oh, I mean, you know, a one on one match or something like that, or a tag team match or something. I'm glad it's, you know, he's in there, but it's not like one of, you know, the big matches taking up a space. I'm glad they didn't, like, force it in. Um, yeah, not too much to say. Matt Sodell still about. I like, I like how like how he was... Matt he
0: what, was also there.
1: <laughs> I like how he mentioned about redeeming himself, because obviously it's a year ago he made the botch at Double or Nothing when he when he first arrived, didn't he? And he slipped yeah. on a rope. So I like to mention that, making a joke out of himself. But yeah, not too much really to say about it. It's just Christian Cage. going to be called cool to see him in pay-per-view um, match. And Matt Sodell is Matt Sodell.
0: Right, let's move on. Uh, next up, we had Orange Cassidy versus Pac. Um... Yeah, this, I will just, in case you guys didn't realise, or either you didn't realise, this obviously, this match wasn't what we thought it was going to be um, in terms of what we thought we were going to see, really, from these two. Uh, and it was, there is a reason for that, apparently, and apparently Orange Cassidy got injured quite early on in the match. Um, possibly a neck injury. Um and instead of stopping the match, they, I don't know, some people, I think it's a bit of a stretch to jump and call it like a Matt Hardy... I was going to say Matt Hardy two v one now, no a, a new Matt Hardy incident, but yeah um, I don't know. I'll reserve judgment for now because he might not have been that injured. He might just have been really rocked. But yeah, it led to a bit of an odd, a bit of an odd one um, for them to continue on the way it went. Shall we come to
2: Patrick first? First, for your thoughts on this match. In the beginning, it was good, and then it got weird because of this. Yeah injury which might have happened i think more it's 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 a shoot or like a work because they made now uh made uh, made now the triple threat out of it so it looks more that like it was worked um it
0: seems to be people talking about as if there was i mean he, can I, can I just he, cut in for yeah, Patrick's yeah, there? It was always meant to
1: be a triple threat. Apparently, it was meant to be a oh, yeah, time yeah. limit draw at the end of the 20 minutes, but instead, because Orange Cathy got injured, they had to cut it off early, but obviously they still wanted to keep the triple threat match, so
0: they did it that way instead. There you go. So it was probably a real injury. It was a real injury that oh, made the match okay, weird. Okay,
2: yeah. okay. I, I didn't read that. Okay, that's good. But not good for, <laughs> for yeah, Orange the, Cassidy. The result
0: was
1: always meant to be the same, so they didn't change the okay. result, which I, uh, I, suppose- I like.
0: I, I, I guess they thought they had TV time to fill, and that's why we saw a lot of repetitive moves from uh, Pac specifically. Like they, uh, you know, he was throwing him into the barricades. But I don't know. I I'll have to go back and watch and pinpoint the exact moment where the injury happened. But then obviously they were doing things like where he did like three shotgun drop kicks off the rope in a row. Do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. And then uh, the the roll in, which was kind of a new take on what we saw on Revolution, because then he rolled like if that was on the fly that was quite good because when he rolled when he rolled away from the the black arrow, I was like, ah, oh, this again we've seen this before but then when he went to the other post for the black arrow he rolled towards the post so he was too close to hit which i thought was a nice touch but um yeah i didn't find much redeemable about this match sorry to cut you off if you want to carry on talking about it patrick
2: no was fine um yeah like i said for the big be- in the beginning good and in the end it was kind of weird uh, good that jack said it that the outcome was anyway the same so that's also good to see because i liked the the outcome of the match that it was just interrupted by don Callis, and then in the end it's a triple threat instead of like <laughs> kenny goes on a, on a road trip together with don <laughs> that was it was quite that's, a funny bit. I,
0: mean, I mean i i thought it was quite i mean now it makes sense uh but it did feel quite awkward when Callis came out like it in but i guess i could you know i was i was like oh my god really like rolling my eyes about it and the the attack from behind by kenny but i can kind of forgive them that now i know that it was on the fly and actually if yeah. it was on the fly a quite creative solution to it to just think 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 on the fly like that um like a way to end it early so i thought you know it was good stuff um yeah right Yeah, I think it might have been more shocking if they'd actually still gone with a double count-out but had, like, a um, thought of an in-match reason to do it, but I don't know. It would be an interesting one to go back and watch to see, like, the messages getting passed along by the ref and, you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I saw uh, Aubrey was always touching her, like, uh, like, microphone transmitter which was attached to her pants and I was already there wondering why she's always like touching that in the back if something's wrong and then in the end it made completely sense that yeah. they completely yeah she she was the the uh, how do you say that in English the long arm of the director yeah. <laughs> the extended arm well, I'm, that's I'm what glad, you say, I'm yeah.
0: glad they I'm glad they actually fucking listened to it this time and cut it short because they they overruled her during the uh, Chris Jericho not Chris Jericho Matt Hardy Sammy Guevara thing yeah um, definitely that was really fucked um but no, I mean, obviously he was... I'm just going to... I'm not going to jump to any snap judgments and say they should have just ended the match there and whatever. Um, you know, I guess he was fine enough to carry on and to them to keep the match books. And I do like it as a match. I do like it as a triple threat. Um, like, I'm I'm here for it. Uh, but yeah, just... Um, I. It all makes sense now because it did, it did feel weird how, like, Pac was so clearly kicking the shit out of Orange Cassidy, but then they... It was like they were... Winding the match back and trying to make it fun with him, like, you know, doing the, like, flipping him off thing and the, um, or was it giving him a thumbs up? I can't remember. But, um, and, like, smiling and stuff. It's like, why is he, why is Orange Cassidy laughing and smiling? He's just had his fucking neck fucking, like, um, knelt on until he went fucking red and he looks like shit. Um, but it all kind of makes sense now. Like, they were still trying to get in some of the planned spots, but, um, yeah, it was yeah it was a write off this match because of the injury um anything to add jack i mean i can go through it i'll go through it i'll get your opinion first. no i'll get your opinion first we'll mix it up
1: um yeah no to be fair i mean from our discussion last week tom um saying about how we thought oc was going to get in i like how they did it because i do think it would have been a bit of a um unfair thing to bury pack well not bury because oc is a you know a legit wrestler now um but uh to kind of salvage Pac's kind of... I don't want to use the word credibility. You know what I mean, though. I think everyone listening will know what I mean. The fact that if you put OC and Pac in a line of who is legit the better wrestler in terms of, like, technique and all that sort of thing, you'd put Pac ahead of OC. And I think match one-on-one... You would expect Pac to win, if not the first match, at least a rematch or whatever. So I like the idea that, you know, they, they wanted to shoehorn them both in to the main event. It's nice. I like it. It adds more kind of, in my eyes, more buys because, you know, you'll you'll still have OC in the main event. So you'll still have them people and, you know, Pac in there as well, who's also a draw. Um, the only other thing I want to say is, I and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, first ever triple threat um, main event for AEW.
0: Yeah, or triple I mean, threat match in general i don't no, think no, we, no 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 No, they've had uh jimmy havoc versus Joe janela versus darby allen um,
1: ah okay there you go yeah but definitely well i'm looking forward to seeing this triple threat especially as a main event um and just in general because we've not seen it for a while then if that was the last time um and it's it's definitely a match that you know we don't see often it's and again another unique kind of match for a i think pay-per-view. there was a women's
0: one as well um yeah, Way but,
1: but it's a nice kind of unique match to throw out into a pay for you. Again, they, don't, they won't overuse, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, let's have it man I like it. It's cool.
0: That's it for me. <laughs> Run down to the match, though. At the beginning, Pac crushed up O.C.'s glasses and O.C. hit the beach break immediately and we're like, oh, what's going to happen here? Um, but uh, Pac obviously kicked out of that. Um, hit a tope with his hands in his pockets. This might have actually been when he got injured because it all felt weird after this. Um, he had a backup pair of his aviators that he put on. Um, OC threw Pack and started throwing back into... Because, again, this is where the repetitive stuff is. He threw him into the barricade twice. Um, Pack started getting in Aubrey's face at this point. It was the first of two times he did that. So I think, to be honest, that might have been a way of them relaying information, um, the, the getting all up in her face kind of thing. Um, Pack hits a front suplex... On orange Cassidy, and uh, then drives him into the railings twice again. A lot of repeat stuff going on. kneels on his neck, which if he's got a neck injury, this is a bit risky. So, um, uh, and he's he's. He, he, I mean, his face is just red at this point. He is uh, he is strawberry Cassidy at this point. Um, Pack goes up to the top and hits shotgun drop kick. Goes up to the other side, Here's another shotgun drop kick, goes back and here's another shotgun drop kick. Obviously, fill in time on the show after that. Which, to be honest, considering the end got cut off of this show, they could they could have, they didn't have to do this, did they? Um, uh, then uh, OC rolled away from the Black Arrow, and then uh, Pack went to the other turnbuckle, turnbuckle. We spoke about this, but he rolled towards him and and in towards the turnbuckle to avoid the Black Arrow. Rally of moves from O C and then a Liger bomb from again. again, if this if he's injured at this point and, and packs it and stuff like Liger bombs, you have to wonder what the fucking I mean, I'm trying to think of the must like, I'm trying not to jump to conclusions, but that seems risky as fuck. Um Yeah. Uh and uh this this was this 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 would i think this would have taken me out of the match regardless of of what had happened in it there were two breaks during this match two commercial breaks and it wasn't that long of a match like that completely took me out of it and then you could also
1: uh, tell when um excalibur said that there was a break come but there was going to be yeah a break early coming. in the he match said he said if even it goes in, like, yeah. It, yeah. If it goes to another picture, and picture we will stick right with the action or something like that well,
0: on it. Like, I, I think this match was doomed from the get go with, with two breaks and the fact that they go to the kind of slow down, rest hold stuff during it. Anyway, speaking of which, Pac locks in a headlock um, during the break and a foot choke, standard standard commercial break stuff. Um, Pac starts taunting as OC finds his feet. Uh, and this is when Don comes out, distracts Pac, and Omega attacks him from behind with a belt. And Tony Schiavone awkwardly comes over, and we the awkwardness again now makes sense. Now we know it wasn't origi- the original plan. Comes over, explains he's just received word that it will be a triple threat. Um, because both men, they didn't answer the count. Sorry, I should have mentioned that, because that's the finish of the match. After uh, after Kenny Attack Pack, they couldn't answer the count, and Aubrey counted the 10. Yeah, said everything there was to say about it. It, it was unfortunate, but, you know... The, uh, the the end result is the same, which is a triple threat a double or nothing, which we should all be very excited for, because uh, I think it's going to be good. Next up, we had a little promo from the Elite. Uh, the Young Bucks say that they're going to face varsity blondes next week. They slip that in, call themselves Selfless Christian Man, <laughs> and um... And Matt uh, challenges, says they got unfinished business, and extends the offer for Mox and Kingston at double or nothing for the for the titles. Uh, Patrick excited about this. I mean, it, it seemed obvious, didn't
2: it? Yeah, it, it seemed obvious. It's true, but uh, it's just like like really sad that we have this segment uh, earlier, or like uh, you know uh, that that um, how do you say that the. Uh, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley, Sorry, I <laughs> just lo- for, lo- was lost for words. That they were uh, 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 completely wrecking their uh, locker room first, instead of showing uh, Kazarian and and uh, NCD I a little be, I, longer. Yeah, that's I, sorry, that's I what didn't he said. Just earlier. just yeah. to build. No, no, no. It's okay. Just to build up to that reaction from the elite in the end that they're saying oh now we're going to beat you up they sh- would have done that anyway you know like they would have th- challenged them anyway after that they should have given instead of just oh now we have to go back quickly they're just destroying everything it's like they shouldn't they shouldn't have shown it and just uh, destroyed locker room they're like yeah okay that's just the handwriting of Mox and and Kingston come on so yeah it, it was fine what they said but the outcome is like it would have been clear anyway before and it was really like I said really sad because and uh, 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 SEU or former seo didn't get enough screen time after that it was just sad
0: next up we had oh actually before i go before into the next bit uh varsity blondes that's the title match isn't it next week they're defending the title
2: yeah next week then yeah Mm.
0: anyway next up we had paige that being of the hangman variety not the ethan variety uh and the dark order a uh, little promo with them. We had, I think it was. It must have been Alan Five Angels speaking up, saying, "Don't worry, Adam. Being five ain't so bad." <laughs> Live because he's dropped down in the rankings from one to five after that loss to Bright And Even he was like, "No, shut up. We'll get him back to one." <laughs> um, the Dark Order says, as I said, they said they'll get him back to the number one spot hangman's like that's nah, okay i don't you know i don't it was always going to happen he's, he's you can tell he's still kind of down on himself but he challenges brian cage to a rematch at double or nothing uh saying he thinks that taz was the influence even though taz didn't really get that involved in that match today just so no no taz even though taz was on commentary um no taz just none of his boys just um just brian cage jack always nice to see the dark order isn't it and, and hangman
1: yeah, love them, love them. Um, and oh, I, I, you, I don't think you wrote it down, so I really want to try and remember it. The Hangman page said something, and then you had John Silver on his side. It's like, it's like, ha! Ah, that was really good. Did you just mean like he was like yeah. really picking
0: him up? I can't Do remember. you know Preston Vance had a new mask as well, like a different color? Yeah, palette. because yeah. of yeah, Darby ripping out. It kind of looks like a Joker mask, doesn't it? Like the kind of yeah, it's the always red degree, I think it was all, yeah. always intentional to, for him to. He always looked like a Joker and when you're looking frontal.
2: Ed, edit, edited chose the number ten, Ooh, just yeah, in case I mean, you nine, didn't nine,
0: notice. Yeah, over one eye, it's a one. only I only noticed that a few weeks ago. To be fair.
2: Yeah, Maybe me too, time. me too.
0: <laughs> I think it's on being in the Elite, I noticed it. I was like, well, oh, fair enough.
1: Um, but now nah, this was cool. I'm looking forward to this match. Um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously not the biggest match on the card. Like, it'll probably be midway through the pay-per-view, I imagine. Like, or one of the early ones. But nonetheless, this will be a good pay-per-view match. Like, we they're both good wrestlers. It'll be good to see kind of like, obviously, Hangman gets knocked off his number one spot and get a win back and just that rising again until like we've predicted, um a hangman versus Kelly match at um was it full gear did we say, yeah. Um which would be cool for them to do that it's kinda like the one year on from when he lost it. So it's a nice way to kinda, you know I don't think they could have sustained Hangman being top all that time because inevitably he would have then had to have a title match and it would have been for me too soon. Um but it's nice that, you know, he can have these kind of drawbacks and still obviously get Get work his way back up. It's like it shows kind of a, a realistic look where you know there will be fallbacks, but you'll get yourself back up. Do you know what I mean? I get knocked down, but I get up again. <laughs> you never gonna keep me down. There you go. Um, but now nah, it's cool. Good segment.
0: Yeah, a good segment though. I have to disagree a little bit about. Uh, I'm not. I'm not happy to see this match. Uh, for one reason is that uh, for the second time in the evening. So earlier on we had. Which match did they announce earlier on? Um, hold on, I'll get it. Oh, actually, no. It's, uh, well, yeah, Inner Circle were asking for a rematch, weren't they? So we'll get more on that later. But the Inner Circle were asking for a rematch with the Pinnacle. And um, and now we have a rematch between Hangman and uh, Brian Cage. And it's just kind of reeks of 50 50 booking like wwe style 50 50 booking like one person gets one person gets a win so the other person has to get a win and then no one you know they try and get everyone over and then nobody gets over and you know it's been the downfall of wwe for so long i just don't want to see i don't want to see AEW go the way of 50 50 booking um and I already kind of think it's a foregone conclusion that Hangman will win this match, which is like, what does that do to Brian? You know, it was such an upset that it was going to save Brian Cage's kind of stagnation coming out of that Derby feud. And I'm just, it's just disappointing to see. And don't get me wrong, I love Hangman Page. I can't wait for the moment that we're all waiting for for him to kick out the one-winged angel, become the champion. But, you know, poor Brian Cage, I think. But I don't know, I see Patrick nod and we don't usually come to both of you per segment, but uh, you got something to say on that,
2: Patrick? I was just thinking about it. Maybe it will put the first nail in the coffin, or another nail into the coffin of the split from uh, Brian Cage from Team Taz. Maybe he's joining the Dark Order or going in that direction, being a friend of this. Would have been actually interesting to have someone like him because he's so uh, obviously he's jacked and he's super like into comics and stuff. He could be yeah. a nerdy guy, although he doesn't look like that in the first first uh, on the first view, but. Uh, maybe I don't know he could take it could be like a I don't know tag team partner for uh, Johnny Hungy or, or is Johnny Hange's big brother <laughs> <laughs> yeah No, just, just Jack. Bad. Jack is just like no, 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 shaking his head. No, no. But just he just already No, what about
0: Reynolds?
2: Reynolds?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Also, um, I know it came across the results, and we don't normally talk about it, but dark uh, result this week. Alex Reynolds actually beat Isaiah Cassidy, which I did think was um a bit of an upset. I don't. I mean, well, a little bit. It could yeah. have been either way, but I thought that was a nice result for Alex Reynolds. Anyway, sorry
0: next up we had a oh actually before i go into that i keep doing that next up we had actually um we were talking about masks and the the one oh do you notice do you notice that uh negative ones is the same it's a minus over one eye and a one on the other there you go i've enlightened a few people there but a few people didn't notice it maybe one or two yes yes
2: yes yes. i think that's i think that's why i noticed that with 10. i noticed that at minus one first and then a negative one (laughs)
0: yeah Anyway, next up, we had... Minus one's what he's going to be called on the European tour, don't worry. Uh, next up, we had the the pineapple coronation, the pinnacle coronation. Um, MGF comes out wearing a crown, the absolute prick. Um, he told us that he was going to take Jericho's spot, and uh, that he's the he told us he told us that he told us that he was going to take Jericho's spot and that he's the demo god now. Uh, mentions how they've broken records, particularly in Canada, where they set a, a really big record on TSN, like their top cable, their top draw on however long ever. I don't know. Uh, mentions that Sean Spears is a Canadian hero for that. Um, mentions that the inner circle or the inter-circle, Thank you very much, Jr. Um, are down two men. Uh, one because, you know, one's in jail and the other's because he took a little tumble or whatever, Um, mentions, uh, but because he's a young, benevolent king, he's going to take into consideration this rematch thing and then shoots it down. Then Tully gets on the mic and says, when you quit, you quit, and that the Pinnacle have the finest things, that uh, they have all the finest things, including five fine women, who, I think think a couple of those guys are married, so maybe there's uh, more than one to more than one woman to, to, to a guy uh, very very Ric Flair which I think the vibe of this uh, is supposed to be the vibe of this faction um, then he gives them all watches says you can look at them remember it's a gift from Tully uh, they are interrupted by honks it's not a flock of geese it is <laughs> a uh, it is a champagne truck uh, with a little bit of the bubbly plastered on the side and uh, Guevara Hager and Ortiz uh, are the ones that apparently seem to be Seems to be on the truck, but also Chris Jericho, he emerges as if from nowhere. Um, Got his arm all all plastered up. Chris asks for the rematch again, and MJF refuses. And uh, Jericho says, oh, sorry, sorry, didn't quite hear you. And uh, MJF, being a consummate heel, is getting very irate. And, oh, no, you know, uh, um, very, very pissed off with Jericho. So Jericho helps him cool down by ordering Sammy Guevara to spray him with the bubbly, hosing them down in a very nice... uh, tribute to a couple of old-school old-school raw segments back in the day. MGF um, accepts, but with the stipulation that it is a stadium stampede match, uh, which the Inner Circle do not have the best record in, and that if they lose, they being the Inner Circle, they will have to break up. Patrick, I'll come to you, because you have that old-school wrestling knowledge. What was your uh, thoughts on this and of their little the little tribute to uh, stone cold steve austin in the beer truck and cut angle in the milk truck
2: yeah the old school fan in me liked the reference me too. Like a lot. It's,
0: it complete, completes the trilogy for me because uh, you've got you've got beer then you've got milk then you've got champagne and they're all they're yeah. all these, these right. legends because jericho, jericho <laughs> jericho's definitely in that class of uh, yeah class of star with um, stone cold steve austin and cut angle isn't he so
2: yeah definitely so Even though it's <laughs> yeah but the the segment was just the you know you, you knew what the outcome of it was like it was typically typically built up so it was just it was fine it was nothing spectacular because what i have to criticize is the uh, uh the bubbly truck i put it in quotation marks it's just a shitty trailer they put up and put some some signs on the side they should have put a little more effort into that maybe the idea came in a little late but it looked just looked very like yeah i i could have done that myself very diy uh, when you compare it to the uh, rolex watches or so Tully just hands hands out to everyone in the ring just comparing it but it's just me being uh, sissy about that but uh, in the end it was nice the outcome of it what they gave us that uh, uh, mjf gave the option uh, um, if they want to have a rematch they can have it In a stadium stampede match and if they if the inner circle lose they have to dissolve completely that's very nice i'm looking forward to that they didn't say yes they didn't say no yet but we know that what the answer will be because it's obvious
0: to be honest we were talking about um the rematches and 50 50 booking i think this one's in more doubt than the hangman versus cage match i think hangman will win that one for sure as far as this one's concerned there are. There's. It's either way they can make logic out of this because I mean people want to see more in a circle and it could be going for the fifty fifty book and with the pinnacle, but also, if they break up, I mean at some point they want Sammy Guevara, especially to have a solo run, didn't they? They want, um, you know, uh, uh, yeah. So so like like I mean particularly Sammy Guevara, they want to see how the singles run, um, and maybe you know Santana Ortiz get back into. You know, challenging for the title and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So I can I can definitely see them making waves out of a breakup. I don't want to see it though because I love the inner circle right now. They're great. They're one of my favorite parts of Dynamite. So um, yeah, I hope I hope it doesn't happen. I will be rooting for them. Um, I do think they'll probably win to be honest because they lost the last Stadium Stampede match. But uh, I do think it's less it's let the, the the uh the result is more in doubt than the than the other rematch we talked about
2: yeah i completely uh, agree with that sorry i completely agree yeah. because having them dissolve uh, this would be weird because it's also it's a very good segment now also they uh, uh, turn face but also letting the pinnacle like like uh, uh, lose directly building them up at this like important stable with these good wrestlers and then losing in their second real like big match that would have been also cra- uh, yeah i don't know we'll see but, but that's they, might, they might be relying to they there. might
0: be relying on the fact that they won the first one to keep their momentum yeah and not not maybe. too much
2: maybe but this is why i'm looking forward to that match if it takes place which i'm pretty sure will be but uh, yeah it's, it's it just has an open outcome um before you don't uh, you don't know what will really happen so that's that's really what i'm looking forward to
0: I love the Pinnacle's music, by the way, just thought I mentioned Oh, it slaps, doesn't it? So good. So Do you have any thoughts about this segment, Jack, it being a big one so we can come um,
1: to both Not too much that hasn't already been said, just the fact that I think either way, whatever the result is, there'll be some sort of um, negative backlash because if in a Circle win, I think, you know, like Patrick said, the Pinnacle to lose their second match as a faction would be, um, would be pretty shitty. But I did say to Patrick... If the Pinnacle win and the Inner Circle obviously dispatch, um, what does that even mean? Because surely they can still hang out as friends. Like, does it it just (laughs) mean they can't wrestle together? Like, is that it? They can't wrestle in, like, these five-man matches? Because, like, I I, mean, don't see Chris Jericho, like, ringside with, like, Sammy Guevara match or
0: something? Like, what does it mean? I assume it means that Santana and Ortiz can obviously stay together and stay tagging together. Yeah. And I could see a thing where Chris Jericho can be Sammy Guevara's manager, yeah, um, and then it's just Hager, bye bye, <laughs> Bye, Hager. Yeah, no, that's, that'd be see that'd you be sad for Hager because <laughs> yes, see you in him. But yeah, because he's not. What's Hager going to do without without the inner Nothing. circle? He, he'd fucked. be the one that's he is he would be fucked without the inner circle. Very, he's much
1: the so. he's the only one. That has some sort of like thing to lose here, because if yeah. in a circle fold, you know, I mean, Cherico could be Sammy's manager. Um, yeah, Santana Ortiz still stay tag team. Hager's got fuck all going for him. He's never going to
0: win a title. No offense, Hager. Um, and he might slap run. the T on T on him, or or the tag team. Whether it would be, whether know. it would be a. Yeah, whether it'd be a good idea or not. No, I just another question.
1: Yeah. Anyway, it'll be interesting and we'll be able to give you some sort of answers in the coming weeks. So make sure you stay listening to the weekly AEW news kick on Spotify and all other
0: podcast streaming platforms. Wherever you get your podcasts. Right, next up we had a a little promo. And YouTube. Sorry. And you sorry, Patrick. Sorry. That's but YouTube is Patrick's domain. Go listen on YouTube. Give him <laughs> You know what? Give throw if the I'm dog up, a bone. If you're listening to Spotify <laughs> or Apple Podcast or whatever, just stop right now. No go over to YouTube. St- don't listen okay. to Jack. He <laughs> does not speak for the podcast. All opinions are his own. <laughs> uh, next up, Do you don't know, deter people from listening anywhere? <laughs> next up we had uh Britt Baker being interviewed by JR. Um, Brit says the pain of having her nose broken changed her and that it's poetic that Sheida breaks her nose, but look at her now, and poetic that Sheida created a monster and that's gonna be the one that take she's gonna be the one that takes her out. JR JRS say if she's going too far, she interrupted uh Tony Khan's photo shoot for Forbes because uh, this I didn't see any of this, I don't know when this happened. It would have been on was- dark why?
1: Um, <laughs> sorry, because they, they want to make you watch it, so if they show you the stuff that happened yeah. in dark. they be like, "Oh, I don't want to miss dark."
0: But they forgot to t- tell us that that's where it happened because that not yeah. not not once did JR say on dark during it was been so easy to do that. But yeah, she interrupted the photo shoot. Because uh, I thought this was brilliant. Because she said, "This is a photo shoot for champions." And by the time this, by the time this <laughs> article drops, I will be the champion. So I should be in it. Um, <laughs> fucking brilliant comeback. And uh, she says she'd have kept the division alive, but she was its life support. And the division won't need life support with her at the helm because she's going to reinvigorate it from the ground up, being awesome as she is. This was fire. I think. Sorry to put any ideas in your head before I come to you for comment but uh, i mean i will come to you jack even though i think it might be patrick's 10 just because i know you, you're a fan i'm Actually, a fan yeah i'll let i'll let you i'll let you have your moment go on this,
1: this was this was awesome and i i'm, I'm such i'm such a fanboy for brit baker it's just uh, but d- like m d and, but she's just so good like and i don't think when was the last time we had a bad word to say about anything she did? Honestly, even when they briefly threw in the waiting room, like we, we had
0: some good that stuff was to bad. say about it, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, but Brit was the standout, exactly the standout. Geez. But it, that was a terrible segment when they tried to bring the waiting room to dynamite for one week, and they were like, no, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> um, this does not translate well to dynamite. Exactly. Um, but. But the one good thing about it was Britt Baker, like, getting up on the couch, taking photos of the fight on her phone and yeah. shit like that. She was she was the redeeming part of it, you know?
1: Honestly, she was... And she, she is the star. She is the star of the women's division. There's loads of them, but she is one of them. She is the one that's shining brightest at the moment. And, um, God, please don't let her lose. <laughs> Double laughing. I think I... <sighs> I, I want I want to you you you're doing a giveaway on this show. I'm gonna I'm willing to put something on the line now. I'm so confident Britt Baker's winning that if she doesn't win and you boys can decide now, I've got to do some sort of forfeit for and it's got to be on the podcast for the the um, double nothing review uh, after we do the segment. I, I'm putting it out here now. You boys get a choice. What forfeit can I do? Because I'm that confident she's gonna win. I'm willing to let's let's see let's see what you got
0: dip in chili sauce shot glass of chili sauce i mean camera. i don't know how don't that will replicate it. well on the podcast they will hear the screams sorry are you suggesting that if this was a video podcast <laughs> i don't want to fucking see that i meant off camera <laughs> like, dip my dick in chili sauce I tabasco mean,
1: let, let's get let's throw some other options actually let's throw- <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you
0: I, decide you decide the forfeit dip your dick in chili sauce let's let's explore <laughs> other options let's you know toothpaste. what let's put it out to the people oh dip my dick in
1: toothpaste toothpaste deal all right deal Patrick, you've heard it here. If if Britt Baker does not win the women's title <laughs> and nothing, Jack will dip his dick in toothpaste. But you and can't really dip in can toothpaste. Can we choose bit...
2: can we choose the toothpaste? Not just <laughs> like, like children, <laughs> like strawberry chocolate taste. No, needs to be the mintiest mint shit of all mintiest things that can be. So you're screaming your dick off. You
0: can pick what toothpaste.
2: Patrick, is? Can, nice. we, can
0: we pick what toothpaste? <laughs> like Patrick has experience with with it Like that, you know, I have dipped my I dick have ex- in many
2: Too Faced. No, no, but I, but I'm always getting the ones which is the mintiest. Like when you put them in the mouth, and I want him to put his dick into this shit <laughs> because this is like when you brush your teeth for ten seconds. And it feels like I don't know. You you've you've mouth washed for two hours or so.
1: Patrick, I think you're getting too much enjoyment out of this.
0: <laughs> now might be a good time just to like remind everybody. <laughs> now now might be a good time to remind everybody that this podcast is not officially endorsed by
2: AEW. <laughs> only is. by Colgate. <laughs>
0: Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> four out of five dentists do not recommend dipping your d- dipping your dick in mercy
1: oh that's the perfect time to speak about it because Britt baker is a dentist so.
0: it's okay. fitting it's, it's so it's fitting it's yeah and i just oh, really? wanted to
2: quote john cena in in your time is up my time is now you said there i brush your mouth like colgate come on <laughs>
0: Brit, brit baker versus john cena confirmed no oh, um, yes, no you can't really dip your i don't want to get too you are my brother we have to remind people that so i don't want to get too graphic about what you have to do but <laughs> kind of it, it has to be kind of like a schmear i guess like a bagel schmear <laughs> or, or or tooth or mouthwash if we're going for dipping
1: we, we shall discuss but it'll be some yeah. sort of dental
0: product <laughs> I'm going to floss my cock. There, no backsies. Um
2: Great, you didn't say not oral product, but that's another thing. Okay, <laughs> let's go. This
0: anyway. this this really feels like the the moment tna put the nasty boys as the champions but for our podcast i feel like we've i feel like we have dropped in quality and we've become bottom of the barrel at this point let's bring it back let's (laughs) i think
2: it's not getting better when the next opponent uh yeah okay just just talk about it it's okay
0: Next up, we have, fuck me, next up we have Thunder Rosa versus Jasmine Alor. I'm just going to give us the rundown of this straight away. Rosa starts with some (laughs) hard. All right, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Rosa, she starts with some hard strikes, chopping Alor in the corner, moves corners, gives us some more chops. Jasmine battles out briefly and gives Rosa an elbow, but Rosa, I've written, shits her down, shuts her down. (laughs) she's really trying to get some heat here um she hits a scoop slam on her and then a running senton um but she releases the pin she's not done with her yet gets her up for a shoulder breaker followed by i think it's called a fire thunder driver is it um yeah squash match but uh thoughts patrick if any
2: oh, just a squash match i have to say jasmine allure is a real weird name <laughs> not going back to the pornography again but this sounds <laughs> no, like a porn actress name sorry <laughs> sorry it's really like that it was the first thing that i thought, like who did choose that name that sounds so wrong <laughs> or is it just me maybe it's just me but the match was just it was short it was it was a squash match to say hey thunder rosa is still here so yeah it, it's also interesting that it's directly after the uh, the Britt Baker bit, so
0: yeah, trying to connect those names—Britt uh, Baker, Thunder Rosa—in our head, and you know, it's it, it was—it was well placed, so that they could talk about, you know, hey guys, remember Thunder Rosa actually won that match, the match that. uh Britt Baker pretty much, you really could be forgiven for thinking Britt Baker won that, that famous match. Which Can I, think I just
1: mention as well though, yeah, um, just after the Thunder Rosa squash match win, they did mention that Serena Deeb is defending her NWA title next week against Red Velvet and I'm just going to jump the gun and say this might be our first pay-per-view with two women's matches, an NWA title match for Serena Deeb versus Thunder Rosa and then a Brit Baker-Shida title match as well. I think I'm, I'm making that call cool there
0: would be nice next up i think well because i think at this point they they announced all next week's matches and they but started mm. with that and segued into that but yeah next up we had an interview with jade cargill uh she'd had an offer from mark sterling um <laughs> yeah uh and uh and there, there was nothing to this she just said i'm that bitch again um no, no one, no one. We don't need to come to anyone about this. You just, I mean, if you've been listening to this podcast a while, you know this is this. Why, 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 why? <laughs> why even bother? Why even <laughs> bother interviewing? Literally, that's what she said. She said like, she just said like, I'm considering my options. But you got to remember, I'm that bit. That was it. No, no, no. It. It,
1: it was um, didn't wasn't it? Tony Shivani said something about um. To looking after your business, and she's like, I don't let have anyone look after my business. I Basically, look after my I'm business because, because I'm that bitch. bitch. <laughs> yeah, it was
0: one sentence, one short sentence. It uh, just you taking up airtime, man. Next up, we had well, uh, this is a long enough segment in itself to actually count as a separate segment to the actual the actual match. But we had a. Artsy kind of cinematic interview with Darby Allen driving back to Seattle. He says he uh, hasn't got time. The interviewer asks him about uh, about being thrown downstairs, says he hasn't got time to talk about that incident. Um, and he goes into like an old shithole he used to hang out in and kind of cuts the promo on Miro. Says Miro's been talking a big game essentially since he's been there, um, but he's just been like dicking around essentially. one One week he's doing video games, the next blah blah blah. Says he knows exactly who he is, Darby does, but uh does does uh he knows who Darby Allen is, but does Miro know who Miro is? Uh he said, uh and I quote, Look at me, you generic son of a pitch <laughs> which was uh quite funny. Um Darby Allen says Miro will have to admit that he's one of the toughest he's ever been in the ring with. Um Yeah, he said one minute you're playing video games next you're the best man. That was it, I couldn't remember a minute ago. Um, yeah, as this was kind of a segment in its own right, uh, shall we come to Patrick? What do you think about what do you think about this little this little emo prelude we had before the before the main event?
2: Darby Allen quality has always, I would say. Like when it comes to these bits, yeah, completely opposite of his matches. Really, really great. Really. Uh, well put on point. See
0: <laughs> <laughs> what you really feel about
2: cinematography is always is always quite good in this uh, this segments. I like that's your, because... that's
0: your favorite kind of cinematography. Yeah, <laughs> your second, second favorite. favorite. Oh, that's what I meant. No, Sorry, my, my first that's favorite was... is another one. <laughs> that's what I meant. It's your second favorite kind of
2: <laughs> First one is of course autography. I love. Oh, I course. love birds. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Isn't that ornithology? Yeah, yeah that's, the, means... gag. that's yeah. the gag. That's the gag.
2: Because I don't know how to, how to pronounce it properly. Now, coming back to the serious business, it's good. Keep on going. <laughs> <laughs> it is
0: good. Finally, Let's keep on going. <laughs> Main event we had, Derby versus Miro. We're all going to talk about this, so I'm going to give us a rundown of what happened first. Um, first off, the, fun, the first thing that I've got to talk about is when Miro's coming out and Justin Roberts goes, Introducing! And then, bow, 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 The fireworks. <laughs> and then he continues and goes, The challenger! <laughs> like, he just stopped for all the fireworks and then carried on. Um, Miro's already wearing TNT trunks. Very cocky. Um, like, red and gold, uh, emblazoned with the whole TNT logo. Um... Darby comes out, he's got horizontal face paint on today rather than his vertical uh, stuff. Uh, Miro attacks him as he's getting in the ring. Uh, Miro's screaming at the ref to ring the bell. Uh, pulls him outside, he's beating him down outside, says into the camera, am I underwhelming? Um, because, is that someone, something someone said to him? Was that something Darby said? Or, um People online, I don't know, I can't remember. Um, Miro's just throwing him around into the crowd, back over into the onto the floor, absolute destruction. We get a shot of all-ego Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky in the rafters, just looking on, laughing. Uh, Darby tells the ref to ring the bell. Um, Mirror hits a thr- thrust kick on him immediately like a finisher, um, but Darby kicks out of it, out of the pin that follows, I should say. Uh, Miro thinks he's won though and he's celebrating didn't realise that Darby kicked out Darby's shotgun drop kicks him goes for the stunner but Miro blocks but then this is outside the ring now sorry Uh, but then Darby slides down his back and pushes him into the post Darby gets back in the ring and hits the tope uh, outside and then goes for the coffin drop uh, off the turnbuckle to the outside but Miro catches him and hits the German suplex I believe Miro then pulls him into the ring and pins Miro pulls him back into the ring and pins him, but Darby kicks out again. Uh, Sting is attacked by who? Well, obviously by Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky, who scarper off. They run away. Um up up to the Titan tror i believe darby pulls himself to his feet uh, and starts landing some strikes on miro including a few headbutts i believe this was in the uh, in the ad break miro beats him down and pulls him to the apron uh, where he lands a few more hits on the outside before getting back in uh, hits a sort of gut wrench slam on him miro then uh, locks in a bear hug takes darby to the floor darby gets to the rope twice but miro keeps pulling him off <laughs> pulling him <laughs> off uh, lucky Darby um, a little fight back with Darby reversing it into a sleeper hold uh, but uh, yeah it it doesn't go anywhere but then he locks the sleeper hold in again on the outside Miro tries to take the belt he's like give it to me give it to me uh, he powers out pushes Darby back through the ropes and starts working the shoulder Um, his injured shoulder gets Darby up for a sort of scoop slam, but ends up just gracefully tossing him across the ring. Darby looks at sting. This is quite emotional. And they give each other a fish, but fish bump. God, I've ruined the emotion there. Haven't I (laughs) give each other a fist. They, They get their fish out of their pockets and slap them against each other. Darby's was a salmon. Stings was a haddock. No, uh, a fist bump. Miro kind of laughs at him. Like he's pathetic for, you know, all this. Um, Goes to take him out, but Darby reverses and gives him two stunners. Miro catches him off the coffin drop, suplex, German suplex again. Darby hits the code red, and their trade trading near falls back and forth here. Uh, Miro locks in that submission, which sort of face lock submission for the finish, and it's over. And as predicted, we have a new TNT champion after the match. Uh, Ethan and Scorp returned to beat down Sting, but the Dark Order chased them off. Um, and then uh, Miro celebrating above Derby and the stream is cut short. I don't know whether it was just fight or um, whether it happened for TNT as well, but I missed the very end, so maybe one of you can fill me in. But first off, Jack, what did you think of the match?
1: Yeah, I I mean, I think it wasn't the best one of Derby's title defence matches. I, I thoroughly enjoyed Jungle Boy's at the most out of the... The title defences, but nonetheless this was a very predictable outcome, in my opinion. Um I think we've, literally, we've
0: literally been saying Mira's gonna take the title yeah. off Derby before it was even announced that Mira and Derby would yeah. have a match.
1: And everyone was, weren't they? But um but I, I do think, you know, fair play to him, there were moments where Derby looked quite impressive, but it just it's been a very uninspiring title reign for Derby and I hope he does recover for this and becomes the wrestler that you know, that we love what what we loved about him before he was TNT champ, but the match was good. I mean, Miro looked impressive, scary bloke. Um, looking forward to seeing his title reign. To be fair, and seeing you know who can challenge him. Um, who can
0: stop the path of Miro?
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> I like. I mean, this was the perfect um, combination for Derby to look like a ragdoll, wasn't it? The amount of times he just looked like he was there was no sort of even control over his body, being flung everywhere. But no, the right outcome. Um, I think, definitely not the best match of the night. It, it was what it was. I mean, I think, and the end, which obviously you got cut off. I managed to find it on Reddit because mine got cut off as well. Um, so the so someone comes out. All you can hear is everybody. Dies. Oh, really? Well, that was a surprise to me. Lance Archer comes out. Um, because of course he did. Because he makes the sting. Exactly. Um, but no. But mainly just to um, to look at Mira and be like, I'm coming for you. So that could be double or nothing first title defence with Miro, uh, Lance Archer. What do you reckon of that?
0: I I love two it. Two big um, men, slapping two, meat. Two, two big meaty men slapping meat. Yeah, I I I do think the double or nothing cards starting to look a bit. I don't know. I, some of the matches are looking very predictable. That's the thing. Like mm. um, like I I that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, it's it's very hard to put together a an, um, a completely unpredictable card but AW seem to often do you know what I mean and yeah. I, I understand you can't really put on an unpredictable match for first defence but um,
2: yeah uh,
0: I want to come to Patrick
2: what were your thoughts on this match can we have a brief moment of silence please for this uh, title loss from Derby finally he lost the title it's over (laughs) we made it made it through oh my goodness (laughs) it was so predictable what happened yeah but the match also wasn't the best although I have to say it was one of the matches where darby was uh, uh active the most i would i would just say just doing the most especially when you see miro as a, like a big guy and he's working was working him a lot in that match and wasn't just uh, the rectal but there are so many things on the match just i really Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we got toothpaste on a dick, rectal, <laughs> rectal <laughs> pornography, rectal <laughs> intercircle, pornography. okay, good.
0: Inter- now- intercircle rectal <laughs> toothpaste pornography. <laughs> If I, could, if I if i yeah if i could get away with that i'd make it the name of the episode i don't think we're going to go with intercircle
2: <laughs> the intercircle <laughs> is good i like rectal intercircle rectal
0: toothpaste <laughs> pornography yeah um, <laughs> no
2: but there were there were some kind of things which i really didn't like the first thing was in in the beginning they like i really don't like that when they're like before the match even starts like he gets squashed around and then stands up and then it's
0: the logical thing to do though in this situation yeah because miro is being pushed as so aggressive. If he's yeah. gonna if he's gonna beat the shit out of his friend Kip Sabian before Kip Sabian's even hardly got two words in, what do you think he's gonna do to Darby Allen in the match? No, he's not waiting for the bell. It does make no, sense
2: just just him. wait for the bell so you can win the match. Although, no, like it, in, in the end, if he did, Patrick but you know, that's, to be respectful. Yeah, right. But that, that's, that's not what, not, not the biggest point. I had about this. The biggest point about this rector thing around. I had a problem. I had was <laughs> what are you Rect- trying to say? Do, <laughs> rector. Well, not Rectal Ragdoll Regdoll. Ragdoll <laughs>
0: Ragdoll oh, I literally
2: it I literally hear Rectal this some Rectal
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ okay yeah. uh, anyway um, the biggest problem I had about this throwing around tossing around is uh, that sting was just standing there and looking at it like like a statue or just observing it and most of the match also he just he's just there standing doing nothing just being attacked and then maybe counter-attacking after the match the two guys but in the end he just didn't do anything just for a little fist bump and it's just like i don't know i just don't get it it's it's really sad they could have made I like I like that so. fish
0: bump. Uh, fish Why do I keep saying fish bump?
2: <laughs> because you also bump? hear rectal instead of rectal. So, uh,
0: rectal fish bump.
2: Um, <laughs> that's our episode name. <laughs> that's
0: it's like it's like if you found a fish that, that like you know like tequila worms. People eat them to get like off their tits. If there was a fish that did something similar, you could be like, oh, do you want to? Oh, I caught so and so in the bathroom doing a rectal fish bump. <laughs> like, get that high quicker, but what the fuck am I doing? What am I doing with my evenings talking about this? Sho- shoving fishes up your ass to get high. Should we talk about wrestling? Fuck my life. Um yeah, no, I-, I agree with most of what you say, although I did like the I did like the fist bump. Um I thought it was a really emotional shot there. Um yeah, I, I I I I actually liked that. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't the best match of the night. I think it I think it probably was the second best match of the night. To be fair, because um, I don't think the first one really went long enough to uh, Mox Nagata to actually went long enough to actually make an impact. Obviously, you had the squash match with uh, with Rosa, and um, what was the other match we had? I'm sure there was one more. Oh yeah, the and the OC the OC back one kind of we know what happened there. So um, yeah, I mean as a whole, the show could have been better uh, considering how hyped we were for it. Um, especially, but as there was a lot of stuff was completely you know not their fault like uh, the the stuff with Christopher Daniels botching after Blading too hard, I think, or or you know Orange Cassidy getting injured and having to having to do a bit of a fucky finish there. So, yeah, I, I reckon if things had gone the way they planned, we could have been looking at a, a very good episode. So as it stands, I think it was a good episode. I think it was a good episode of Dynamite all in all. Um, and yeah, looking forward to seeing what comes next. It's building nicely to double or nothing, if, like I said, not a little bit predictable in, in, in some of the matches. Shall we, uh, shall we go to match of the night? Um, I, I'll start. I never get to start. Uh, it's was, for me, it was the S- Young Bucks versus SCU, for sure.
1: Jack? Young Bucks, SCU for me as well, yeah. I don't think anywhere, anyone else really came too close. I was just really really hyped for that match, and I thought it paid off well. If not, I mean, the ending didn't, but the actual matches, what we're rating it
0: on, yeah, paid off well. Mr. Rectal?
2: Make it a threesome.
0: I oh, well indeed. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent best match of the night. I don't think I don't think many people would would dispute that. To be honest, uh, that also brings us to a couple of extra awards. Seeing as Patrick didn't, I will tell you what, you can go first this this time, Patrick. You didn't uh, award it during during the show itself, so why don't you tell us what your heel moment of the week is?
2: Yeah, I, I think also I like it better in the end always. So this is why
0: you like it better. You like it in the end.
2: <laughs> I like it in the end. <laughs> <laughs> like Using oh toothpaste God. or. No, I think the fish is fine in in the The end. (laughs) If it's not like a carp or if it's a goldfish, that's fine.
0: (laughs) You gotta work up to a carp. (laughs) I go for a swordfish. The swordfish, okay. i put a cork on the end though i'm not a maniac what about a jellyfish i heard they're electrifying
2: <laughs> oh dear uh, okay, anyway good. so yeah my heel <laughs> moment of the evening was just a small pause to put it in matt jackson saying i'm sorry i love you and then super kicking christopher daniels that was great that was just great it was of course it was funny but it was also just great 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 God
0: damn it Great, 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 great I agree, that was fantastic stuff And I will come in with my screamer of the week My shocker of the week, I always get that mixed up That is my Reba, not Rebel <laughs> My screamer slash shocker uh, Which is Cody Ah! <laughs> Cody's promo. I mean, you couldn't obviously say that as, as heel moment of the week because that award is reserved for good heel moments, not unintentional heel moments, which I think this was. All of or Cody is just unintentionally the one of the biggest heels on AEW, but he's supposed to be a face. Yeah, this whole promo, I mean, it would have been the OC uh pack match but that's not entirely fair seen as an injury i think the fact that this was planned (laughs) uh, this promo from cody makes it all the more worse yeah he he looked at this and thought yeah let's let's go with this (laughs) let's go i like this this feels good um (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'd love, for, I'd love to get an American perspective um, for for some some Americans to get in touch again. If you're from 19. New Jersey
1: and you want to be on the podcast and give your opinion. Sh-
0: we, you, you, I mean, you can give your opinion if you're not from New Jersey. Just saying, <laughs> like you know, we that's are just inclusive. that's just our, that's just uh we are inclusive. That's just our landing spot for uh, for war. For- <laughs> For Revolutionary War II electric boogaloo. <laughs> that's what that's for. Um, but uh, no, uh, uh, if you're from any of the other 49 states, you can also uh, get in touch at wankwrestling at gmail.com or slide in our DMs on Twitter and Instagram at podcast. But yeah, I'd love to get an American's take on on this Cody thing because obviously we are the, this is, this is that classic... Uh, you know for the, the foreign the, the classic foreign invasion storyline um the i say classic as if it's a good thing but um we are obviously the antagonists in this as as brits so we being me and jack obviously patrick is german we respect his sovereignty he is just uh he is just in this alliance uh but uh, yeah, we'd love to from 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 the hero's perspective in the storyline, that being the United States of America. Fantastic accent, I know, right? Yeah. Uh, we'd love to get. Do you find this cringy? Uh, do you do you love this? Do you hate this? Do you? Yeah, where do you stand on? cody and also you can message us about anything else if you've got any other hot takes we'll read them out on the show please do uh, you're almost definitely likely to get on because nobody writes to us unless they're trying to get us <laughs> to sponsor <laughs> to promote their uh, manscaping products you're, you'd most definitely get on because no you're... one writes to me. <laughs> you'll get on the with... I will just say we 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 we, we don't just we we have a few we get a few weekly quite a few weekly listeners don't say how many Jack because obviously it's not professional but we do get quite a few weekly listeners just nobody wants to fucking talk to to us after I think after I think I think I think after like listening to us they just just background listening. I mean I, if you if you I'm listen to us while you're shagging, with Patrick talking about porn pause <laughs> it We had to pause there because uh, things got a little bit out of hand. We needed to uh we needed That's to discipline. Sometimes we—that is not—that is not the speak of of someone who has been successfully disciplined, Patrick. You need to behave, behave, <laughs> sir. Um, yeah, I think we've given all our ratings out. So, on to without further ado, let's launch into or dive into, as it were, next week's card. Jack, do you have it pulled up?
1: No, but Patrick does.
0: <laughs> let's go to Patrick.
2: I got to pull it down. <laughs> WHAT THE FUCK PATRICK?! (laughs) No, you said I got it pulled up. (laughs) That's the thing. I never heard Uh, that before. Oh, that was good. I made this bad joke. That's good. I'm good.
1: Let's go. Next week's card. I can't bother to pause again.
2: (laughs) No, no, no. It's fine. Yeah, right. I got it up here. It's...
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm pausing.
2: Alright, I got the next week's card. (laughs) Shit.
0: (laughs) Fucking hell, Patrick!
2: No! Okay, next week's card we got uh, Anthony Agogo with uh, The Factory versus Austin Gunn. We got Christian Cage versus Matt Seidel. We got another AW World Tag Team title match uh, Young Bucks versus the Varsity Blondes. And we got an NWA Women's title match. After a very long while, we're going to see Serena uh, Deep again, this time against Red Velvet.
0: Very nice, very nice. (laughs) We'll be very good to see that on the card again, the NWA t- women's title being defended. Should we come to Jack first, what match you're looking forward to the most? I'm
1: going to be brutally honest, shit card. Um, Serena D versus Red Velvet's my most hyped
0: there. Yeah, agreed. That's my the one I'm excited about the most as well. Patrick, how
2: about you? Yeah, me too, me too. I really like like uh, coming back to also, just a quick, uh, to the AW uh, World Tag Team title match that the Young Bucks mentioned uh, also about Brian Pullman. Oh. You want to have a title like your daddy you're not, never going to get a title like your daddy which is nice i hope we're going to talk about that in the uh, less important shows bit but just looking forward to it if they will if they will mention it again next week
0: very good very good well speaking of less important shows i think it's around that time hit it
1: less important shows.
0: so couple of couple of news stories this week no real kind of big events that I can think of from other shows other than ones they've got coming up but we had uh the news that Zelina Vega looks like she's re-signed with WWE shortly after being fired that's just come out today um what's the deal with that Patrick
2: I really don't know it also got, uh, got as like a little uh, surprise to me because it also looked like she was really done with WWE and didn't want to be in there anymore maybe also because of the treatment of uh What was his name again alistair black i almost forgot i wanted to say tommy and (laughs) it came quicker to my mind because we haven't seen alistair black in a very long while Uh, but yeah good for her i'd say maybe she finds a good spot in nxt for herself also i don't know would be nice nice to build her
0: because she was always andrade's kind of escort for uh valet for uh for a lot of the nxt runs it would be nice to start from the bottom build up in our own right um I will say they do have track record with this. What's what's um little English guy's name? Drake Maverick. Um, they did the same with him, didn't they? They let him go and uh, then, like, signed him back, like, a couple of weeks later. It was just very odd. Um, but, yeah, that was the time that EC3... <laughs> did you, do you remember that? Do you, do you remember that? Um, so, uh, FTR obviously got released and um, Drake Maverick. And... EC3 got released as well, and he put together a YouTube video like promoting a faction of the four of them. And then, like a week after he put this out there, FTR signed for AEW, and Maverick went back to WWE. It's like, did you just make a promo for a faction with three guys whom you didn't ask to be in your faction? It was so weird.
2: Maybe it was just a good advertisement for them on the market. Like, we're the hottest free agents right now.
0: Maybe, maybe. Um, speaking of less important shows, although it actually has implications for AEW and Dynamite also. Um, did you guys see the stipulation for uh, a match Thunder Rosa has coming up on on NWA? No, not I didn't. So I think it's like a number one conti- contenders match or something for the for the title. For the NWA title, but women's title, but Thunder Rosa's... I can't remember who she's facing. I really should have looked that up. Um, But essentially, if Thunder Rosa loses that match, she's not allowed to wrestle for any company other than NWA, which would obviously have big implications for her appearing on Dynamite. She's not losing.
2: (laughs) Okay, that's really interesting.
0: (laughs) We will see, though. Imagine if she does. It's definitely going to draw some viewers there that... But just Um,
2: imagine that uh, maybe Britt Baker is showing up then at NWA one day. Oh, can you imagine? This would be nice.
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh, And one more thing to talk about in less important shows is, uh, Patrick alluded to it earlier, it is Dark Side of the Ring premiered. Me and Jack haven't seen it yet because I'm waiting until Jack's home from Birmingham. My brother, we're going to snuggle up under a blanket and binge the show. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, I mean, just give us a quick a quick little review of it of the uh, season three premiere has it, has it been both episodes now because I know it's a two-parter
2: yeah yeah two episodes one was a double feature for the beginning um yeah they covered that story very uh, like like as always very detailed like from a lot of uh, viewpoints you have the typical uh, people in there giving their opinions like uh, Jim Cornette but also like even a lot of AW people now which are there, of course, including Brian Pillman Jr. Um, I have to say, I haven't been aware of the whole story. I know who Brian Pillman is. I know him from ECW a little more, the loose cannon thing. Of course, we know him from the bit uh, where uh, Stone Cold invades his so and he probably shot stone cold and then they cut the cut the signal at raw and this was so controversial that Brian's WWE, got a gun yeah yeah that WWE had to apologize the next week and said this got out of hand so but uh, it looks like this loose cannon persona was his real life persona at one point and I, I did also don't want to give away too much to you guys or the listeners but just really uh, give it a watch it's uh, very good it's very interesting told the whole story behind this is uh Yeah, super interesting because I never knew the man except, uh, yeah, the character. But then if you know the character, you kind of also unfortunately know the man. And then it's even more interesting now to see um, Brian Pillman in a wrestling ring, not only in AEW. AEW is a great step for him, but just, I think he started in 2017 or so, so not a long time ago. And uh, yeah. It's 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 a very interesting story, and I'm already looking forward to the next uh, episode, which will air uh, tonight, which is like on, Gage, is watch on Friday. Yeah, that's Nick Gage. That's also oh, so uh, yeah. That. So much forward to it.
0: Speaking of which, while we're in less important shows, I watched um, the Two Cup Stuffed GCW pay per view from years ago in Chicago. It was the same weekend as All Out, so they had a load of All Out fans there. Dude it's fucking nuts. Go watch it on my fight. In the main event, it's got Nick Gage versus Effie, you know, who does the big gay brunch every year. Um he's yeah, a yeah. gay gay wrestler. Um yeah. very very part of much part of his persona wears the uh, fish fishnets and uh, has daddy on his trunks. But oh this match was so good, man. Um it didn't kind of rely on kind of uh Like death. I mean, it was, it had like all the, you know, the light tubes and the panes of glass, but it didn't rely on the violence. It had an emotional, you know, thing to it. It's it's probably the first time I've seen by the end of it, over 50% of people were chanting for Effie, which, um, you know, in a match with Nick Gage in, I've never seen that before or since, really. Um, And uh, yeah, there's also a crazy, a crazy, I mean, some of the people on this card, because this was back in 2019, right? So it had, um, Tom Lawler's on the card. Ethan Page is on the card, I believe. Yep. Uh Homicide. Gangrel versus Orange Cassidy. Um yeah, right? That's that's uh, interesting, yeah. Nick Gage and Effie, obviously. Um Laredo Kids there. Um in an incredible lucha match. Um and then there's an eight-man kind of ladder match. Uh, that's got it's got Logan Stunt in, which is Mar- Marco Stunt's brother. He is equally tiny. Um and uh <laughs> Yeah, just just a lot of big. So Alex Zane's in it, who's just signed for WWE, should be appearing on NXT soon under a different name. Just a lot, of, a big, big, big card. Um, so I definitely recommend going and watching that. And it's yeah, I the whole the whole event was just is just awesome. GCW really or no or knew because I didn't really rate Ashes to Ashes they had recently, but they at least definitely knew when they had crowds how to put on uh, a, a wicked show. So. Yeah go watch that but um to bring us back on point yeah uh, did they uh did they talk about the Brian's got a gun incident at all
2: or yeah, completely. They sh- they showed the footage of, of it also. Like they're showing footage. But that's yeah, that's of interesting
0: because that's w- WWE owned footage, wouldn't it? So they would have. Yeah, the I
2: think they, they like it was also in the uh, uh, in the previous seasons they bought the rights to it. Definitely, there's also AEW material on it, so they, they must buy the rights. That's very to
0: interesting. It that there's a show out moment, there that so. it's very interesting. Mm. That there's a show out there that features WWE. I mean, obviously we've had an AEW wrestler appear on a WWE mm-hmm. network podcast, uh, but it is still very interesting to me that there's a show out there that has footage from both do you know what i mean which they yeah, probably definitely. have on this
2: one yeah but the the other thing is what what i'm not sure about it might be that they are allowed to show these footages because that's the european right that you can air like 15 minutes uh, 15 15 seconds of of material of these bits or these 15 second bits of it and uh, without having like to have a copyright for it or so
0: but they want to broadcast it in America as well, where it might be different roles. Yeah.
2: Be, I don't know. I don't know how it, how it's done there. So probably, maybe different. I don't know.
0: But yeah. No. Um, also, one last question I wanted to ask Do they speak to, uh like, Arn Anderson, people in The Four Horsemen um, about him? Because he was in The Four Horsemen, obviously, wasn't he? Um, do you remember, or maybe not so much?
2: No, they're not. No. no they don't, no, don't folks on that. that. In,
0: in uh, WCW, no. he was. What, what was the three oh Oh, it was Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, him, and Chris Benoit. So another, another dark side of the ring focus uh, there. But uh, or yeah. maybe
2: they did. Now that you're t- <laughs> now that you're talking about it, I'm just ah, it was last week when I watched it. I, of course, I remember Jr. I remember uh, Steve Austin on it. Yeah, but I, I don't. No, I don't remember him.
0: Yeah. I m- well, might
2: have been there in the beginning. Anyway, we'll, you'll see we'll, it. <laughs> we'll have to
0: watch and find out. Jack, you are home soon, aren't you? So we will be yes. binge watching some uh, of the Ring month. on Channel Four O D or whatever it's called now. Right, that just about brings us to the end of our show. It we've made it through. Um we completely uh lost our way a little bit in the middle there. Obviously a lot of it's been cut out, but we were we were uh We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. Um, big disclaimer: We do absolutely love our American audience, all in banter. Although we are a hundred percent serious about our little invasion, um, <laughs> which which will be which will be giving someone in New Jersey an Antonio Gogo shirt. So hit us hit us up or, or, or i tell you what to make it more inclusive if you're not from new jersey if you could drive to new jersey and take a picture of yourself by the sign <laughs> equally good equally good no photoshops we will know we will know
1: well or, or, or if you do photoshop the most creative wins if we don't get anyone from new jersey and,
0: <laughs> but we will because they're 25 of our listenership for some wild reason um yeah uh well good uh it's a it's a it's a goodbye from us until next week to uh, to all our all our uh, English listenership, our American listenership, our New Jerseyan listenership, our one Spanish guy or girl represent. Uh, and yeah, we will uh, we we'll see you next time. Any anything to add, guys? Not from me. Nope. nope. No.
2: Everything's no. good. Only
0: only me that cares about saying goodbye to. Uh,
2: yeah. To yeah, yeah. Right. I, well, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> actually, <laughs> are, actually, are so thought. abrasive.
0: You you said
1: goodbye to all them. I want to say goodbye to some people as well. So give me two seconds. Whilst
0: don't say I Iceland mean. because they're they're all people we know. I want to say goodbye
1: to my United States friends, my United Kingdom friends, my homies, my Iceland friends. I'm here for you, um, Germans.
2: Love I'm you. here. My friend, I'm also here. <laughs> my
1: French wee oui, wee, oui, love you, love you. Canadians, you got people
0: listening in France.
1: Yeah, and Canadians, Canada. you're nice. my guys. you represent them with Sean Spears. We love to see it. My Turkish fans love you and gula gula. that one Spanish listener you are my favorite
0: <laughs> uh, So how many countries are people listening from now
1: uh three, four, five six
0: seven, eight W N K broadcasting only because people have chosen to listen in eight countries. We're going worldwide, baby. Titus worldwide. I can
2: I can tell you I can tell you which countries we are not listened in because I always like when when we play uh, music in it and we get a copyright uh, infringement from 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 YouTube that it's banned in some countries. So people are not listening oh in. <laughs> people are not listening in Iran, Cuba syria and north korea such a loss <laughs> Whatever, especially north korea we really want to reach <laughs> yeah north korea has the biggest audience if you know you well, know
0: north korea that's someone who can help us with our invasion so it's really sad we're not being broadcast there that's the Maybe. leverage we need.
2: Maybe. <laughs> it, it must might be just the government who can hear us if they are not using twenty percent or thirty percent of their internet capacity again for porn. But just to be ending on porn again, I think I,
0: I think it's unfair to North Korea that we focus that that, that became a, a, a talking point that they are using twenty or thirty percent of their internet usage for porn. Because every country uses twenty or thirty percent of their inter- more so in Germany, I should imagine. Patrick, li- well, you don't live there. You Used to, and I and use as- a VPN,
2: so yes, still VPN in Germany. Germany.
0: So you still you still show up as Germany. So you probably skew the numbers quite a bit.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: All right, yeah. Uh, with uh, with that, we shall say goodbye and leave you with a few outtakes from the show. See you next
2: week. Did you say it to him, "Fuck your mother"? Yeah,
0: and then I remembered it. Then I remembered it's my mother too. <laughs> I She's blowing someone backstage, I'm saying it. Are you higher than me?
2: Bye. Yeah, 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 yeah.